Network. What can we expect from season five? Five, 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 five. Damn, dumb, brave. Your presence will last. It's engraved onto our cast. There it's safe like a dried up tear. Another calendar year. Sincerely, Dan Dunbrave. Dan Dunbrave presents the Sincerely series. <laughs> don't, don't change that Daniel on that Danavision. Hey! 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 Sue is ass, Daniel. <laughs> I'll do more than that. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Ooh, take him to court, Judge Judy. Now on uh, I'm Amazon to, Prime. I'm gonna take you to cancel court. It's like a formal. Whoa, that's a good sketch. New reality be a good show. Sketch. That would be a good sketch. No reality yeah. show. Oh, an actual show. An yeah. actual show. HBO. Where the outcome is either somebody gets canceled or they don't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the outcomes. Remember, we used to do the outcomes on this show. Uh, <laughs> we did right. Th- this show that is Dan and no, Brave presents. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> this show that is Dan and Brave presents the podcast. Um, <clears throat> and yet, yeah, uh, as referenced before, Dan's favorite, favorite, and uh, flagship uh, catchphrase: "Don't change that, Daniel." Because we're talking TV right now. Get get on. What's on that? We're your TV guys. TV guys. Turn on the t- turn on your TV guys. And uh, uh, I'm presenter Brandon, and I'm going to tell you what's on my cable list, uh, my cut in the cord <laughs> cable streaming box. Very good. Um, I'm supposed to say don't change that. Daniel Brandon's never said it before. I don't like it, but <laughs> I have to deal with. I have to deal with it. It's the Sincerity series. Yeah. Uh, this is ep two. Uh huh. If we're going in order in which we've recorded, Dave. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, why uh, not? Uh, all right, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> um, very sincere, very serious, very serious analysis and review. If you're looking for jokes, if you're looking for joke makers, not the show, not the format. We've got every other format for that. <laughs> not the Sincerity Series. We're ranking our favorite things uh, at the end of the... Uh, in 2022, not coming out until 2023. <laughs> Dave. Dave has already voiced his, his opinion on that, and we're still doing it. There was no way around it because yeah. of our three lives, fortunately or unfortunately, however you want to look at it. Uh, <laughs> um, that right, sounds like, like a really bad like soap opera. Our three lives. Our three lives. <laughs> Today on CBS. Mm. But, um, oh, CBS, yeah. Brandon's favorite network. TV. Looking forward to his, to his Brandon's CBS corner. Yeah, Famously, mostly Fox shows that I like. <laughs> Brandon's CBS corner where he just he, he just goes through the different CBS shows he watches. Uh, yeah, the oh the Columbia Brandon system. Hell yeah! Wow, I'm tuning in. Brandon do, Brandon does have a lot of systems like in in the podcast. Yeah, in a Dan and Brave, he's like, very he's, systemic. He's of, yeah, yeah, he has a lot of systems, so that that would work. Yeah, but uh, right this second, I am presenter Danny. I'm presenter number two. Uh, always look forward to this specific ranking because it's probably where I have the most um, 
content most 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 consumed for me is this category probably yeah I mean, albums is close but it's probably television yeah you have the most knowledge right i i nah i don't know brandon knows all the same stuff i do i would okay. say more than you i, I don't know anything <laughs> so this is yeah. uh me uh just uh just taking a back seat letting these guys babble on about shows i've never Ooh, no, Dave, we're not doing the movie episode. No Babylon today. Ah, man. As, uh, as soon as I said that, I knew Brandon was going to say that. <laughs> as soon as it came out of my mouth. Damn it. Um, no, I uh, I don't watch TV. I famously, you know, I grew up, I kind of had like a reverse thing. I grew up in front of the TV set when I would come home from school, straight to the TV room, put it on until I fell asleep, basically. <laughs> Very obsessed with television as a child. Loved cartoons, loved Nick at Night, loved reality shows, loved After Dark shows, Dan. <laughs> oh, yeah. When Mommy and Daddy were asleep. Um, but I, uh, since Howard then. Howard Stern. Stern on E, come on. Wild on, Wild, Wild on, on E came on right after. <laughs> yeah. With uh, Brooke Burke, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I watched all the KB, KB TV, <laughs> cable TV, all the, uh, I watched Fox, I watched all the networks, and, uh, but then I grew up and stopped watching TV. I don't have cable anymore, that's probably part of the problem, you know, became no. way more of a, no. Actually, you know, I, I agree with you just to be nice, but like, doesn't make any sense. <laughs> None of us have cable. Yeah. Oh, you Actually, guys, that's not true. I thought you guys had cable use- now. No, me, me and Leslie use my mom's Xfinity login right. for stuff that's not on the the paid streaming services we already pay for. So, like, uh, and it shows on AMC, for example, yeah. I use my mom's cable login. Okay, so, yeah, there's, there's things like that. There's yeah. so much. I have all the streaming services probably you guys have. I just don't watch a lot of the TV on those services. More of a film guy at this point. It's okay. I still watch the TV I watch. I generally enjoy. So you've recommended TV on this format that has been some of my favorites. There stuff. you go. So sometimes I'll watch and, a and Brandon one. has too. both of both of yeah. you guys have added like added to my favorite television for sure. Yeah. Right? So that's another reason why I really love doing this, uh, um, this show. Yeah. What streaming services don't you guys have? What don't oh, we have? I don't have, I don't have shutter and I don't have, uh, no, I guess I have Pluto TV on. Like, it's easy to get, right? <laughs> I don't even know what that you is. You don't have I've to pay it. for it. I have no so. idea it's what like it a, is. It's like an ad one. It's it's one that has, like, yeah. <laughs> free stuff and ads. I don't really keep a lot of them for a long... It depends on what I'm watching. Like, right. if I... like, I, Oh, you go I, in and out. I kind of go... I yeah. kind of month surf. Like, ooh, it's, that a makes Hulu, sense. it's a Hulu month this month. Right. Going to plan that it all together. Sense. That's what I do, too. I actually have a little bracket where it's like, what... I, I keep... <laughs> A note of all the films I watch on certain services, and the the one I did not watch any films on, I'll cancel for that month. Mm. Oh, cool, nice. So I'm not just paying I'm, for stuff I'm not fucking yeah. using, Dan. You know, financially, it's a great decision. I'll, I'm too lazy to like really do that yeah. and figure that out. It's just like what me and Leslie decide to watch. It's random we make a list uh-huh. and, we, and we just and we just go through it so we you know we maintain all the streaming services um because we're rich <laughs> <laughs> uh 
filthy rich. Yeah, you, have a, you have a kid, so that means that you have a lot of money. Yeah. Filthy rich. Um, oh, yeah, Dan, very... speaking of that, I'm sure you've been watching a lot of kids' shows this year or yeah, last year. Does, does Bluey make your list? Nope. My, she's way too young. My brother is... <laughs> she's, she's still too young. She's still I mean, too young. She, she, she watches what we watch. She's not like... Yeah, okay. Like, Ooh, yeah. refined taste. You know what? We might keep. I might keep it like that her whole life. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Dan. I hear Bluey is really good. I was going to say what, that my brother was really pushing blue on me hard during Christmas and even put on an episode and was like, see, see it's really good. And we're like, yeah, what, what, I, it's pretty good. What is Bluey? I don't know what this it's is. It's a blue um, Australian dog, I think. or I think they're dogs. Like Blue's Clues? No, different a, thing. Sounds like a ripoff <laughs> of Blue's Clues. That was a blue dog named Blue. So it sounds like a ripoff. No, this is Bluey. Bluey, and then there, he has a family. Yeah, Blue, Blue uh, didn't have a family. Sounds like they really bluey it with the premise of the show. <laughs> it looks like really uh, cool. It looks kind of cool. The graphics were pretty, like almost Pixar level. When like the kids programming co- comes into the picture, yeah. maybe like I I could even maybe I'll do my own segment like discussing these things at length. I like that. With, with with you guys. Um, I actually that'd be fun. I would like to do that, but still not happening. Um, not yet. Yeah. I'm aware. What. I well, there is uh, my nephew Leslie's um, Leslie's sister's son. Yeah, I'm aware of some things that he watches, like uh, the big one with kids, the big copaganda show, Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol. Yep, Paw Patrol. I know that's Pop-a-ganda. a big one. He loves Legos. I think there's like Lego shows. Probably. probably. Yeah. No, those are yeah. toys. Yeah. Those are toys. No, there's shows people. also. It's like a whole thing. Oh, now. really? Uh, I think wow. so. So much has changed. He loves Nightmare Before Christmas, though, which I think is kind of cool. Edgy. Like a little, little kid. (laughs) Yeah. Very edgy. Um, Wears hoodies with holes for the thumbs. (laughs) (laughs) Does he have the skeleton gloves? Yeah, he got a tattoo. skeleton gloves? uh, (laughs) Yeah. He has a giant chest Uh, tattoo of uh, Jack Jack Skellington. That's pretty good. Um, well, so one of the things we're changing to the format this year is we're gonna we're gonna do less shows. We'll probably eventually like quickly list some of our yeah honorable list mentions and stuff. Yeah, um, uh, I did not fully keep track of everything. I have a top ten or eleven ish, um, and okay. I'll probably say like, oh, I forgot about that. Oh, I forgot about that. Um, but uh, I we, we are gonna be just doing our top five TV shows of the year. Um, and I think I, I think it's going to be interesting to hear like, like or specials or specials, specials. yeah, TV specials. Um, right. It's yeah. just not TV movies. This is where right. it gets confusing. Exactly. Right? It's not can't be movies, even if it's like a made for TV. Yeah, yeah. it's shows or specials, <laughs> mini series. Like, yeah, and that docs get kind of weird, right? But you got to determine whether it's like a doc series or a special or a. So there's documentaries that are feature length, right? Like yeah, a frontline doc. Yeah, yeah, but anyway, I think that's it'll be. Yeah. I think it'll be interesting to see, especially maybe with Dan because of some of the stuff that maybe he thinks I've watched or something where it's like, oh, it didn't make your top five. It's like it's still in my top ten. Like we would have talked about it, right? But because like of that cutoff point is being the restrictions, different. Restrictions, yeah, yeah. Uh, it might, it might. I'm going to be interested to kind of see what happens with that. Um, that's so, cool. It's like we have, you know, how like network TV has all these sensors. We also have a sensor. We can't discuss all of the shows we watched yeah <laughs> right yeah 
So follow us on our Patreon for that, for longer discussion of stuff that you still don't care about. Um, uh, oh, I'm presenter number three, Dave Cologne, by the way. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I said my name or not. Uh, Doesn't matter. Nah. Well, nah. Eh. <laughs> all right. Well, let's jump into it. Let's turn on that 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 television um, and right into the first hard cut. And it's up to everyone. It's up to each presenter to decide whether or not to say, oh, that's on my list. Or maybe we'll talk about it. Maybe we won't. Because you could say, will it be on my five? Will it be on my mentions? You know, so use your discretion uh, of how you guys want to chime in about it. Um so, uh, my number five is season two of The White Lotus. Ah, Ooh. yeah. Ooh. Fancy. Very fancy pick by you. Very fancy pick by me? It's a very fancy. fancy. <laughs> very rest. fancy. Yeah. It's a fancy man's. It's a fancy man show. Is it? <laughs> fancy man. I really don't show? think it is. Like I really don't think it was. No, a, it's, it's like hugely popular. Yeah, it's like, like very pop everybody. culture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like not highbrow at all. They're, um, so it's I, higher brow than most of what's on TV. I would say. Yeah, most of the junk. But but HBO it's, in general yeah, is. It's sure. higher brow than Jerry Springer. <laughs> Yes. All right, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so real quick, did either of you see season two of White Lotus? Can't yes. say. No, yeah, okay. I did. <laughs> I did. Okay. Um, yeah. This was, that was the last show I watched before the deadline of recording this. It oh. Was my most recent watch. But okay. I just got it in. Just finished it pretty recently. Me too, Lotus, actually. Yeah. I mean, yeah. right after the, after the holidays, I saw it. Um. So I'm wondering if I should talk about it now or wait. Um. It's usually first person talks about it. That's what we usually do. Okay. Kind of like a- Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll try to keep it quick. I mean, I, I really loved season one. Upon season two, I I had to kind of remember what happened because it felt like it was so long ago. Um, but what I really like about this season in particular, and spoiler alert for anyone who has seen it, um, is specifically the way that Mike White, the, the writer- after the show, when he did like the little interview about explaining everything, where he kind of presented it as maybe Aubrey Plaza did go and do something with that. Right. Like he's like, I don't know. Like he I really like himself. I really like that he's trying to get people to understand that. Like it's it's a great way to force people to the television. You know, having a dead body. You know, that's like the famous TV thing of having a dead body in a question is a good way to get people to watch the show. JR. But yeah, it's not it's not about that. Mm-hmm. It's about the people. It's about it's about you know this this classism and this obviously this 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 uh this season was a lot more about sex and and stuff like that but it it's really fun it's nice seeing a lot of uh just you know actors get a chance to really showcase maybe a different side of them that you don't get to see too often uh daphne was incredible especially in that finale um uh yeah which one was daphne Daphne? which one which one was was daphne um uh the the wife Oh, the wife of the bad guy? Yeah, of Cameron. Cameron and Daphne. No, that that I'm was sorry. Velma. Sorry. That's... Wait, what? Oh. <laughs> Wait, maybe her, is the actress's name Daphne? Is that what I'm thinking about? Is that what I'm thinking about? I can't remember if her name is Daphne. It sounds right, though. The no, it's her. Name? No, her name's Daphne. Yeah, Daphne. Daphne. And her the name is Daphne? Daphne. <laughs> her name's Daphne. <laughs> um, so... Uh, yeah, I, I really loved it. Loved the music. Uh, great uh, theme song. Uh, can never skip it. Um, 
It was a permanent skip for me. Well, really? I'll talk about it. Wow. Oh, oh, well, because that was... It was one time, and Leslie made the call. He was like, we're skipping this. Never. Oh, it's I'll interesting you it. say that, because have you been hearing it everywhere now? Uh, <laughs> you, like, yeah. Are you I trying to avoid it like in on, real life now? Like on like Instagram, like TikTok. So There's I think so people, many memes. People kind of talk about yeah. it. People are like, I, I can't kinda... wait till it drops at the club. Like, <laughs> I was, I was at a a, um, a New Year's Eve party, and and uh, friend of the show, Roshane, he was he was playing, and they did like a, a remix of it. It's I love it. I think it's incredible. It's better than the season one like version uh, of version it. of it's, it. It's for similar, sure. but it's yeah, it's it's yeah. But you're there not into ver- it. Very very few shows where we stick with the. Uh, the intro music, I would say Sopranos. You have to. One one of the few. But wouldn't you say this re- is up there with Sopranos and like Herb? Nope. Yes. Nope. Easily. No. It definitely no. is. It it's will last forever. Yeah, but you guys think, yeah, And I will say this. Mike White, so. he wrote, he directed, he uh, produced, but he didn't do the most important thing, which was the theme song. <laughs> the theme so song. he's not that talented. Talented, Yeah. <laughs> 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 but um yeah love white lotus did that's you like my number f- did, did you like it better yeah my question too. season one. Oh, that's, yeah definitely it was yes. better season one's uh i okay so i saw season oh. one and two like right next to each other mm. uh one right after the other and then i thought the second season one um finale was ass like it was like it wrapped up so quickly i didn't like it really I liked everything leading up to it, but I thought it was wrapped up and tied together too neatly, too like tacked on. Two, I thought had a better arc, more satisfying, more satisfying ending, kind of more climactic ending too. And for me, I I agree. I guess the last thing I'll say is like he's just so good at like writing characters without a lot of exposition, where you you know you know who they are, and within one scene you can be like watching with another person and like you each think you're supposed to be rooting for a different person because like not everybody is just like, like there are sometimes where Aubrey Plaza's character is like, yeah, like they're being annoying. Like they don't vote, they don't listen to the news, but she's being such a shithead about it. And so you're like, you know, like, like you think they can, things can exist in both, in both uh, worlds. Right. He's really good, good at doing that. Yeah. Everybody sucked, but there was maybe good in most. Or right. me, I don't know. There's something uh, redeemable and, in each, yeah. and some and, and some people literally sucked. Oh, oh, oh yes, oh, oh yes. yes. <laughs> 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 All right, Dan, you're number five. Well, with White Lotus, is that your number? Five? You know, your guys' opinions is what I'm hearing most people say, and. I'm not really there with it. I I think I was more into the first season personally. Prude. I uh, I I liked. <laughs> I felt more invested in like some of the journeys and the uh, with, uh, of the first season. More. The second season, my favorite stuff was yeah the 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 Aubrey Plaza those three people that that, that whole that whole thing was okay. amazing. That's probably that's probably the best journey of the two seasons is okay. those three that whole thing I loved. Um, but I'll be honest with you, the, I don't have to reveal it, but the ending with Jennifer Coolidge didn't like it. Oh. It was a little stupid. I liked the it very, a lot. 
I thought very it end with Jennifer. Leading up to that, I thought it was super interesting, and then the very end, uh, what they decided to do. I was into I think it. Was almost, I thought it was kind of dumb. I thought I it was, was hilarious. It. Like yeah. the way I thought that, it was kind of dumb, and especially the way that he explained it away. Like it's, it was, it, yeah, that was yeah, I was really into it. It kind of justified her entire character because I think I said last time we did this when I, I put it on my list, I was like she was kind of my least favorite, and that her, the way it ended like redeemed her entire character for me. I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm missing something, but um, yeah, you're not Italian. More... You don't like sex, and I love the <laughs> and, I uh, love the ending of the first season so much, Dave. I think you're crazy for saying you weren't into the. I, the ending I was love the ending. The, of the, first the actual I ending, maybe like the the post ending is what I'm talking about. Was bad. I to the me post ending. I, maybe I don't remember. Like it, um, it was led up to like it felt very anticlimactic to me. But I'm just thinking of the the stuff with with in the first season with the hotel. God, God yeah, the, the stuff leading up was great. I just thought the ending itself was like, oh man, I, don't know. I really so don't remember that. how it ended. Someone um, got stabbed. But, well, no, I remember that part. I'm it's the post ending, but <laughs> everybody got everybody all right. got back together. Except so the, the kid left and stayed in Hawaii. Right. I loved the son's journey in the first season. The Me kid. too. That I really was great. Liked his, yeah. Okay. I so I ranked and listed. I went through. The Rotten Tomatoes archive of uh-huh. TV shows, which is the best resource for doing this and preparing <clears throat> for the show. I watched 27 shows <gasps> this year. And aren't you 27? Uh, <laughs> Kismet. You know I'm not. <laughs> and I have White Lotus. I have White Lotus at 10. Oh, that's oh, not that's bad. Pretty that's good. a pretty yeah, good rating. Pretty yeah. Good. Oh, yeah. Good ranking. I, maybe I. Oh, yeah. Very good. I just you have to be such an asshole about it, then. Yeah. Well, I'm, well I got to I got to explain why it's not higher. I mean, yeah. it's, these are my critiques. I really enjoyed it, though. I mean, it was a fantastic yeah. show. Um. See, so yeah, I'm at the end of this. I'm going to just list them all. Okay. As I as okay. I'm doing, I want to I want to do that. I'm going to do it. But number five for me, Brandon. This is mostly for you to enjoy. It is absolutely Peacemaker season one. Peacemaker. Peacemaker. Peacemaker on HBO Max. Peacemaker. The DC uni- the DC Universe TV show with John What's Cena. Peace- What's Peacemaker? Oh, that okay. Gotcha. John Cena. Also, by the way, there was a show I thought was going to be number two on my list, and then I went through Rotten Tomatoes and remembered a few other shows, and so my rankings changed. Like that's that's why it's good to go back oh. and look. Just saying. When Maggie, um, who shot Mr. Burns too? That's another example of like a oh of of a murder <laughs> of a murder. Thank you. Yeah, that's me- memorable. Okay. <laughs> that people enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Okay, Dave. Um, <laughs> Peacemaker. So the first thing about Peacemaker, the best theme song. What's about good theme songs? This is not a good better theme than White song. Lotus. It is Have way better than it? White Lotus. No, it's not better. It is if the intro and the song to this show is so so good. It's "Do You Want to Taste It" by Wigwam. It's like an '80s hair metal. <laughs> yeah, it's not original. Uh, it's just like a rehash. It's better. It's better. <laughs> it's way better. It's so good. And the intro is like an organ. It's like um, it's a choreographed like number with the whole cast. It's mm. so funny and so good. This show was a pleasant surprise. It was so enjoyable, so funny. Great action, super violent. It's by far the best thing DC has put out. Most of the DC stuff, the movies, is is terrible. Most of it is really bad. It's a disaster. 
But James Gunn, the creator of this show, is now, is now taking over all of DC. Uh. I'm ho- I hope it's all like this. I hope he goes in like a mostly R-rated direction with the entire DC <laughs> universe. He won't, but it would make it way better, like an R-rate, like a R-rated <laughs> comedy fest among these superheroes. I'm all in. I love the vibe of this show, and some of the other characters. Like Cena is great. As I've always liked him as like the side guy, but as a leading man, I was nervous. I think he was great. I think he killed it in this show. Um, Robert Patrick. From Terminator is his dad. Oh, he is like I can see that. so good at playing like a horrific man. Like he he was amazing. Um, a lot of the other characters are really funny. His like sidekick in the show is so funny. Steve Agee has so many. Not yes, Steve Agee is good, but he has like this superhero like sidekick in the show. I can't think of his name. Um, oh, but oh, well, it's not really a sidekick. It's just another hero. He has an eagle that is his actual sidekick. His name is Eagly. Um, yeah, loved it. Great, coming in at number five. Should have ranked it even higher. <laughs> uh, I wa- I wa- I tried watching. I just can't. I couldn't get into it. I really couldn't. Oh, wow! So you didn't finish the uh, show? I I didn't give it a fair enough shot. I'm sure it was earlier in the year. Uh, just something about I don't know the aesthetic of of that character even bothered me in the Suicide Squad movie. Uh. Oh yeah, I didn't say that. It's a character from James Gunn's Suicide Squad movie. Uh, they did. This is like the show, digging more into his stuff, like years uh, after the events. They of didn't want to do the shark. The suicide. S- Stallone. <laughs> the Stallone. I would watch it. Okay. He has his own. But actually, by the way, he had his own show this. Uh, he did. This year. He did. Is oh, it yeah. on anybody's I list? Did I see it? Did nope. I did not watch it. Tulsa no. King. Tulsa King. Right. Right. Um, I, I, I think will, it was on Paramount, which I don't have. Oh, okay. I think it was on Paramount. Yeah, I think so. Because I see it advertised on like Amazon saying, watch okay. this on Paramount. Um, I'll, I mean, I'll give it a shot uh, again, maybe someday. Um, I just didn't spend enough time giving it a second shot. So that's Dan's number five, Peacemaker, yeah. the George Clooney action flick from 1996. <laughs> okay. Uh, Dave, my num- number five. Yes, my number five. Let's be clear that I've only seen twelve TV-related things this year. Okay, so, so count that into your the spectrum. So my number five, up to my number one, some of the stuff might not even be that good, <laughs> but I had to rank. Them. <laughs> Class, classic, classic. Uh, so my number five, I'm giving to, and you know, I've only seen like twelve things, so. And one of them was too hot to handle season four. So think about that. Uh, Pam- I don't know what that is. What is it? <laughs> it's some like stupid reality show on on Netflix. Oh, like British and American people mingling. They're too hot. They want to like bone so hard, but then there's a thing that says like that's like that finds them. Like there's a, a an AI creature that fi- finds them if they try to bone or hook up. oh my god anyway mine was pam and tommy because i saw (laughs) all of it and i saw it when i was sick here comes the i'm playing the sympathy card i'm playing the sympathy card because i was i was sick when i saw this that's on my want to watch list me too too. oh you guys both didn't watch it i do want to watch it it was it was pretty good the best thing about it was the transformations mm-hmm. 
of Lily James as Pam Anderson Lee and Sebastian Stan <laughs> as Tommy Lee. Uh, because they looked like basically exactly like the real people. I mean, Sebastian's a little bit shorter than Tommy. I thought that was a little bit like obvious. Uh, kind of took me out of the show a little bit. But like in terms of like their mannerisms and the way the the makeup uh the makeup they use, the prosthetics and everything, they really transform into those characters very well. Um pretty comedic, sometimes a little bit like too far over the top for me. But uh overall I thought they did a good job telling that story about the the Pam and Tommy. Like it was basically about their very quick courtship into marriage and then the sex tape and the aftermath after that and Seth Rogen plays the guy who stole their sex tape who used to work for Tommy Lee as a construction worker so as revenge he like he gets fired by Tommy Lee unjustly as revenge he steals their some of their stuff finds the sex tape and then is the he's the person who puts it out there becomes this monster that he has no control over he regrets it Whatever, it's a whole saga, but it was it was pretty fun, and uh, yes, it was very watchable, especially if you're sick <laughs> with strep throat, like I was in Feb. So, my number five. I'm definitely I'm definitely a Sebastian Stan. Oh, big fan, of, yeah, big fan of his. Uh, so, so you're a Stan wanna, Stan. Stan Stan. <laughs> Dan Stan Stan. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. It's no, is it really pronounced Stan? It's not Stan. Yes. Okay. And you you know it is. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm finding out about that right now for the first time. Uh yeah, so you guys would probably enjoy it because it's you know, it's in our wheelhouse, it's nineties pop culture. Totally. Uh, Yeah. Pretty good job. What uh what network is that? That was on Hulu. It was on Hulu. Make sure we say the networks. I think we have so far. Yeah, I think it's like an FX production on right, Hulu. Right, FX on Hulu. That's right. Right, there's a lot of those now. Um, okay, very good. But on both of Dan's and I's 2C list, this is where stuff gets this is where stuff gets tough because like honestly my 6, yeah. 7, 8 and 9, honestly my 6 or 10 I really like a lot. It Same. It, it just gets it got really tough. But okay. Uh, another another little maybe surprise because there was two things I really wanted to catch up on. One I did I completely failed at, the other I succeeded. Better Kyle Sal. All uh, oh, right. Season season six is my number. number f- is my the number finale. Four. Great. Um, Great, great, great. Yeah. Maybe a little inflated because I watched five and six together because I had not seen five. Um, but I did purposely leave like a couple of days in between uh, when I was watching it. But it, I mean, it's been, it's like, it's not even a hot take anymore to say that Better Call Sal is better than Breaking Bad. It's not a hot take anymore. It's just kind no, of. No, it's not. But also, like, one can't exist without the other. So, you know, like, it, it, it's kind of also unfair to say, but I yeah. just. It's a pretty different show. It's well, a very yeah. different show. And I just like. Yeah, I like being in the world of Better Call Sal better. My um, opinion, well, my opinion is having seen neither one of these <laughs> things is that uh, Better Call Saul is better for sure. I mean, it's in the title, and that Breaking Bad is severely overrated. 
that's that's my big take. Not seeing either one of the shows. What a what a big take from you. <laughs> it's very courageous take of you. Thank wow. you. Um, yeah. What a wow! What a take to have in twenty twenty three. But yeah, Bob Odenkirk is he's so good on the show. Like he, he's really great. Reyes Seahorn is is amazing. Yeah, like really Kim incredible Le- performance. Kim Wexler is so good. Yeah. Um. Obviously, uh, you know, Giancarlo Stanton is amazing, and Mike Ehrmantraut. Like, uh, I forget his name. I'm blanking on his name. Um, right. But it it's it's great because you do have the Breaking Bad characters. Some of those Breaking Bad characters there, but it doesn't feel like. Like yeah, right? Like yeah, like it's not like it, it. It feels justified. It feels earned, uh, and it's it's just really good. And there's just and it, the one thing Breaking Bad did really well, I think, a lot of times where there would just be these like single episodes that like not stood apart from the story, but did just kind of stand alone. Like I'm thinking about like when when he's walking back you know, from the desert, like Saul is walking back from the desert. Like, yeah, it, it, it's incredible. And Harry, Harry, we didn't mention Harry is, is really great. Um, so yeah. Um, uh, Hamlin. Um, uh, oh it. man. Yeah. Unbelievable actor. Like great. Yeah. Char- character. And oh yeah. Nacho. I mean, everybody is great. Everybody was really great on it. Um, Lalo. Lalo. <laughs> Lalo Unbelievable. Yeah, dude. Lalo was, uh, terrifying. And just like seeing the like the the like reluctant but kind of flirting uh, transformation into Saul, like the way that it happens, you know, from Jimmy to Saul uh, is like very fun and doesn't happen in like a ta-da like type of thing. Like you just see the slow kind of long journey towards it. There was a slight ta-da this season, though. They did skip ahead at that one part. Ooh. Yes, they did. They did. But, but again, they, but you know, you know, it's coming. I know. So it's 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 not too much. Yeah, I was okay with that choice. Um, yeah, it it was an excellent last season of the show, well executed. Um, and they also go into detail with the stuff post Breaking Bad, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and then that's in uh, black and white, right? So that's yeah. Um, that stuff is really good. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting, right? The breaking bad stuff is so heavily about, uh, meth, meth, but also Mexico and, and, and that relationship. And then they bring back, um, those elements in better call Saul, not the best parts of the show. No, they're great. The best parts of the show is him and Kim. Yeah, and the lawyer, his lawyering. Yeah, and like that's the best the stuff. Schemes in the show. that they do, and yeah, and and then in earlier seasons, the stuff with him and his brother, the brother is like my favorite. Uh, Michael McKean. That's my favorite stuff in the entire so show. Good. Is yeah. the stuff with him and Michael McKean is so good. Um, those are. That's why this isn't like my favorite season of the show. Those seasons I think are a little better. Like season two is like unbelievable, um, personally, but. Yeah, it was really good. I probably, maybe I should have ranked it a little higher. Vince Gilligan, is that his name? Gil, Gil, mm-hmm. Vince, not Vince Gill. <laughs> is that a country guy? Yeah. Vince Gill. Okay. Vince Gilligan is master of detail. Like he, it's it's like unnecessary sometimes. Like like the level of excruciating detail he goes in with every scene. It's, it's really good. Like he's, it, it makes like, 
like the one episode this season, like in the mall, Brandon, mm-hmm. like that whole like mall, like mini heist that yeah. they pull, like that. That was so fantastic. Yeah, with um, Jerry from uh, from Parks and Rec was the, as the mall security guard. Um, yeah, I just I love it. I think the best episode was the the first part of part two, of uh, because it split into two yeah. parts. Yeah, the first episode of part two. Uh, I don't want to spoil, but yeah. you know what, Lalo with Hamlin and Hamlin on the ground. Yeah, At that whole episode that was incredible television. Yep. That was yeah. So I'm with you. Great season. I put this at number eight. Oh my god. Yeah. We need some overlap so this goes quicker. Yeah. Dan. Sorry, man. <laughs> um. Okay. Number four. Brandon, it's coming at four for me because I did the review of the whole year and I was like, you know, I, I think I did like these a, just a little more. Four is where Andor is going oh. for me. Andor is coming at number four uh, for Danny. Dave, I, I'm guessing you didn't watch it. No. Legitimately, and I, not even a gag, you should. Really? Yeah. You don't even need to like Star Wars. Yeah. Like, you, like you, you could have... You could be somebody that's never heard of Star Wars <clears throat> and find this show absolutely fucking really? fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's okay. that good. Yes. It's the best Star Wars property since the original movies, maybe even better than them. I, I <laughs> honestly, that's my take is that what? it's, it's not that even, good. It's not even it's fair so to good. say that it's like, without the caveat of it being a Star Wars show, it's just a legitimately <laughs> great show. <laughs> it's so fantastic. Um, yeah, it's so it's it's Cassie and Andor. He's the character from Rogue One. Uh, we learn a little bit about him in that movie. He's part of the rebellion uh, to try and take down the Death Star. Well, no, so to see the Death him? Star plans. Diego uh, Diego Diego Luna. Oh, okay. This show takes place years before that, and it's about it's about him, but it's about so much more than that. It's about like the rebellion the rebellion forming, but like in secret. And it's it's so fantastic, and um, it shows like how fucked up the empire truly is, and and like it's just it's it's about just average people in this universe. It's it's not about Jedi's, yeah. You know, it's just people trying to survive and fight against an evil regime, um, and it's about the rebellion building in secret. Like yeah. it, it's like it's a spy show. Hmm. It's um. And so Fantastic. Dave, it, the, the cast, the acting, every single actor is like the it, best actor ever. The, there's, a, <laughs> there's a speech that Stellan Skarsgård gives at, that is like one of the most incredible monologues I've ever seen in anything. And yep. uh, David, the creator is Tony Gilroy, who did like uh, Michael Clayton. And like, he's just such a good ah. writer. And like the, the level of like you're saying detail with, with, with Vince Vince Gill, uh, the, the detail in the writing of this show, where you're just like, like someone wow. would just say something, and you're like, "Fuck!" Like it's so good. Like it's just so good. I guess um, it's a Gill thing. It's a Gill thing. Gil Gilroy Gillian yeah. Gillian. There's a Gilgon. There's also Gilligan. this this underrated element yeah. in the show. Well, I I don't know if it's necessarily underrated because I haven't. I'm not in the community of people talking about this show, so I don't know yeah. <laughs> what's, what people are saying. But the element of this senator that's secretly part of the rebellion is so fantastic also. Yeah, oh, I love that. That so part much. of the show is really good, too. There's That's like an, an added thing, and she's working with Stellan Skarsgård's character. 
Um, well, it's of course Mon Mothma from the original movie. She's the one like sit, standing around the, um, like with Luke Skywalker when they're planning the the trench run. She's the one robed in white. I didn't even know that because she's in Rogue One also. Mm. I like just watched Rogue One before watching the show. Yeah, like in in A New Hope, what they <laughs> call A New Hope in the first movie, like she's the woman that's like running the meeting about you know, the, the blowing up the Death Star. Oh, oh, yes. yeah. Okay. I Okay. Didn't put that together. But this is what I'm saying. It doesn't it, matter. It, it doesn't matter. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, it, it was really good. I think also this is something with television shows in general. A trend, you see, you've seen it a lot on Disney+. Plus. You know, it's like, like the six-episode arc. Most of the time, I hate it. Mm-hmm. I, you don't I, like I, that? I hate... I hate the six episode arc. I think Why? it should either be, it should either be a movie or it should be longer. That's the problem is that they're it should either be a movie or it should be longer. They're it's st- a stupid in between. I, I they're I either it. stretching things that are not ready or shrinking things to make and that's that need more hmm. room. One hundred percent. I fucking hate it. Andor well, is long is longer. It is a perfect length and it's of the in show. like three episode it? arcs it? it's 12 episodes but honestly it's, 12. It's, it's in like three episode arcs like it's almost like f- like yes. four little movies well, basically that's true Dan? yeah i love that length, and i love 10 episode uh also that's you see that in a lot of hbo a lot fx you, you wouldn't you like a I like british i like TV. the 10 to 12 you wouldn't like british tv it's a lot of six well it's a lot of three right it's like oh, three, three two well? hour things it's a lot of three i've seen two, yeah i've seen that it's a lot of six yeah. too but four. how long are the six? Hour. Four hours. Because um, if it's six four-hour <laughs> things. So. All right. Well, now we're in the weeds on this. So, yeah, Andor, um, I won't say anything else right now. But, yeah, so that's... Uh, this is number one. It's not. Uh, oh, damn it. Um, it was, it was going to be my number two, and then there were a couple other shows I was like, oh, I forgot. Yeah, this, has, this is going to be pretty high. Okay. So that's, yeah. um, all right. So Dave, I watched it. It was a recency bias that I fixed because I watched it pretty recently. My number four is another uh, male-female uh, duo. It's not Pam and Tommy, though. It's uh, John Early and Kate Berlant's special. Do you see that? Oh, I did see that. Yeah. I forget what it's called. Wait. Would it kill you to laugh? Oh, yeah. no, I didn't. I, I love it? John Early. I love John Early. No, I didn't see this. It's no. very funny. These wow, guys are crazy. John Early, not Kate Berlant. Oh, you don't love Kate Berlant? No, that's what Dan said. He said oh. he specifically said I love John Early. Which one's Kate? Who's Kate Berlant? Kate Berlant was also know. on Search Party. He, she's uh John Early's like book agent or yeah. They're... Pull this up. Do you remember she's pregnant? She has a baby at one point. But yeah, Dave, talk about the special. It's so good. It's I forgot that I forgot about that. Yeah, uh, this oh, was on. Oh, she's really funny. Yeah, she's she's really funny. I yeah. These guys are just crazy. They're best friends behind the scenes and uh, very specific, weird comedy style. It was like a sketch series. No, a sketch special, but it had this framing device that they were this old like comedy <laughs> duo that broke up like in public. Like, it was very yeah. publicly like bad breakup. And it was like them getting it was like a reunion special. <laughs> that uh what's her name like she's a real life meredith Vieira. yeah meredith Vieira was like hosting it and interviewing them and like it was their first time together in years and there's like all this like bad blood between them so that was like the framing device but then they would keep going to different sketches and they're 
so weird and funny. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I love those guys, and it was it was it was fun to see them have uh, their own little th- their own special. It was on was it on Apple TV? I forget. I think it was Peacock or Peacock. You're right. It was on Peacock. It it is very funny. I'm I'm I'm. They're like the some of the sketch s- sketches are like slowly coming to mind right now because I haven't thought about it in so long. Uh, yeah. Um, one I the, the one that was funny was like they were like at a book club, but they clearly had not read the book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. The dance uh, one. They're at like a dance studio. Oh yeah, the dance studio one was good. They run into Matt Gorley at the airport, and they're like. They're like hairy people. They're like mole people. Well, and also Amanda Lund. Yeah. I don't Matt know why you did. Amanda you Lund. only shouted out Matt Garley, Gorley if you're going to that shout just, him out at all. I just did what Dan did. I just did wow. what Dan did. Um, but yeah. I'm glad you brought that back up. I forgot about that. Um, It uh, was it's Peacock. Yeah, it's on Peacock. So do you have that? You yeah. love The Office, right? <laughs> yeah. Peacock is. Yeah. Because Office is, is on quite a bit in our household. So yeah. Peacock gets watched a lot. Yeah. So, Dan, you love comedy. Check it out. It's pretty weird. <laughs> it's pretty different, I'd say. I, I've watched almost every comedy special you've recommended in this format. I've, I've, I've made sure to watch them. Yeah, check it out. Check it like, out. Uh, you what, like John Wilson. Really? I learned about John Wilson from you on oh, this Oh, that's show. right. John mm-hmm. Wilson. It's become one of my favorite shows ever. I mean, it's so fantastic. And then, I all, and then there was also that special... Um, uh, oh, was it uh what's his name what's his name um oh my god whitmer was, thomas he, 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 yeah thomas yeah whitmer yeah, yeah that thing was great too yeah so i'll watch this i'm a fan of both of these people um, I, i'm more familiar with john early but i i like <laughs> yeah. yeah it's really good uh okay cool that's dave's number four my number three uh coming back from last year's list love to see the turnaround reservation dogs uh Ooh, number quick. three um, just, uh, just basically everything I said l- about it last year, it's just so unique. Another show where like a, just a character will have an episode by themselves, and mm-hmm. it's, it's really like a, I, I think the way I said it last time, it's like a band where like a, they have like different genres, each album, like episode to episode, it could be just a completely different show. And it's such a good format, kind of like. Uh, the other show I wanted to catch up on that I didn't catch up on of the genre flipping. Um, but it's, they're all so good on it. It's so clever. The writing is so good. It's funny. It's touching. It's sweet. Uh, I really, really love that show. I'm so happy that like, it's kind of finally catching an audience, uh, and people are watching it. That's another like FX Hulu show. Uh, I really love that show. Dan, it caught you, right? This was from Brandon's recommendation last year. Me and me and Leslie, Leslie in particular, love love this show. I, I love it too. Uh, it's very good. This season was another quality season. Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember some specific things like uh, like all the aunties. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Well, like they're, they're that conference they go to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's that. He works construction with the guy. From the blown up viral, the Fleetwood Mac viral video. Yes. Dave du- the oh. skateboarding. Cranberry Dave juice Defle- guy? Yeah, yeah. That guy's Ocean on the Spring? show. He is? He's like a he's like a pretty big character, like a semi main like really? somebody's uncle. He's like an uncle or cousin oh, wow. or something on the show. Yeah, he's on the show now. Um so there was that. There was there's an episode where they show how they deal with death in this community, which was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um That's the thing. It will just yeah, go in so great. many different directions. Like 
you know, like the one episode last the last season where they'll it's just like they're trying to get like they're they're just like at, they're at the like the medical clinic and it's just like a day at them at the medical clinic. But then yeah. like the ride along with the cop, like uncle and yeah, it's 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 so good. Um, that's my number three. Oh, there, oh, there was like a there was like a drug trip episode too. I remember, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, great show. Maybe should I write? See, like I like I forget some stuff. Some of these shows I I probably messed up on these rankings. Like if I were to watch them all in a row again or something, I have it at my fourteen reservation dogs. <sighs> Still no overlap. Come on, dude. <laughs> Dave. <laughs> We're getting through it. We're doing good. We're doing good. <laughs> I'm, I'm All right. There, okay. There better be overlap with this one. Okay. I'll be very disappointed in you guys if it's not this show is not well, your then, top yeah. five. Number three for Danny. Maybe it's not in Dave's or maybe it's not in Brandon's. It better be in Dave's. The rehearsal. The rehearsal season one is my number three. Okay. Yeah. It's in my top five. Okay. I mean, kind of impossible to talk about this show. <laughs> like, so let's not very, you know? this is, it's very, on HBO check it out Very HBO very hard to describe uh, Nathan Fielder um, you kind of just got to watch it I mean uh, here's a sales uh, pitch here's Dan here's a sales yeah, pitch got, yeah help, help me out here Nathan is the new Borat but even better <laughs> done check it out HBO that's, that sucks that sucks um, <laughs> why <laughs> he like and Andy the Kaufman? lengths the lengths Nathan yeah. goes to for something so pointless it's it's yeah. incredible, incredible television that, that's the best way to describe details it. another details one very yeah. So, yeah yes this is he's he's another master of details he and then some episodes you get so sucked into the levels of of which he's rehearsing yeah. Like he's he rehearses right. rehearsals of life events. Again, it just sounds like I'm saying nothing, but that is what the show is. Um, and there's real people that you kind of find it amazing that they do exist with the way they are in this show, the people he meets. That's always the best stuff with the Nathan content is is the other people that he meets right. and like talks to along the way and exposes yeah. to the world. Um, Which it, there was, the show has caught yeah. a little bit of backlash just because of... People questioning, you know, exploiting people and and child actors (laughs) and stuff like that. Uh, So there's a lot of that going on. But yeah. um, Yeah. There's a kid that like thinks it's his he is his actual dad. And there's that confusion. Like there's like the the one where where the guy that works at the restaurant and they like try to pull off that whole scheme with the like grandfather or whatever. And then like, oh, he never comes back. And like, you didn't like. They bar- he barely talked about the setup of the rehearsal of the restaurant, but like you just saw in a clip that they were rehearsing for it, and he had like the whole staff there. It, it was yeah, it's insane. The hardest I laughed was when they went into like those two roommates' apartment, yeah. and that 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 oh, guy. Oh yeah, yeah, that guy. That was the hardest I laughed watching the show. That, that guy whole was thing. The best. That guy was yeah. that yeah. That guy. He you, they only saw him like early on in the show, like mm-hmm. maybe it's like the second episode or something, but. That was, it was so funny, but yeah, that's, that's my number three, the rehearsal. (coughs) My number three, my number three, it's not the rehearsal. It's uh, a show called This Fool. Have you heard of this or no? No, no. This Fool, it's on 
uh, Hulu came out, I think, this summer. Uh, I also saw this when I was sick. So oh. feel bad for me again. <laughs> After my birthday of all periods of my life, I saw it all in like two or three days. Um, not a you know not a perfect show, but I thought it was a very fun, endearing comedy centered on two Chicano cousins who live in L.A. One is a former gangster who just got out of jail and is like returning to the his family life, and his younger cousin is this like uptight kind of square nerdy dude um, who's trying to like reform him or help him get reformed. Uh, love the lingo. Um, standout performance from comedian Frankie Quiones. And uh, I knew him from like a different show called Dress Up Gang. Have, do, you, do you ever see that? Dress Up Gang? Mm-mm. No. It was a show that was like on TBS but got canceled before it even came out. But then like <laughs> later on, like the people who were, who were involved were able to put it, it all out. out. After the fact, it was really funny, and Annie McDowell's in it. It's, it was a really funny, like, clever comedy. I think you guys would both like it. Anyway, he was like a, like a like a side character in that. He's like the second lead in this one, and Mike Michael, <laughs> wait, Ma- Michael Imperioli is in it as well as like oh, this. Right. Um, yeah, I saw that. He is this reverend who runs the nonprofit H- Hugs Not Thugs that like the uh, gangster characters like getting reformed at um, pretty hard. Yeah. It was, it's a funny show. I, I was, I really enjoyed it. I think it's only 10 episodes long. If that, and it is coming back for a second length. season. Great length. Great length. Great length. I could have used two less episodes though. If I'm, or <laughs> four actually. Four actually would be perfect. Eight, eight could work. Eight, eight could work. work. <laughs> it's six that sucks. I don't know I why like six that, sucks. I like that you're so hung up on the numbers. It's not I'm, that. I'm, it's I'm, not how no, it's I'm executed. Sticking, it's not how it's executed. It's specifically because it's universal. It's it is not. universal. It's universal. <laughs> I kind of like six. I mean, I've been I because you know I don't like watching TV because of how much unless I have it's to invest HBO. My unless time it's HBO. In. Unless it's HBO. HBO has figured it out. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. So White like Lotus Season 1. Executed. Almost like how think, it's executed. I think True Detective might have been six. The first season, and it was so good. <laughs> Sorry. Unless it was eight. No, it might have been eight. Might have been eight. Um, Guys. All right. Sorry, Dave. Anyway, really fun show. I would recommend it to you guys. I mean, it's probably not the best. You've, you're... Like, because you see so much TV, you're probably going to be like, it's not that good. Like, Reservation Dogs is better, <laughs> you know? If you were to stumble upon it, but um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'm I'm glad like it was a fun like a Latinx comedy, well, mainly Latinx I, characters and uh, actors. So that was fun. Did you say Fred Armisen is a producer? Oh, Fred Armisen also. is a producer, and he's in one episode as a guest star. Cool. Well, he's one of the, there's a bunch of producers. Yeah, he's one of them. That's right. That's yep. cool. Awesome. I would watch this. Yeah, this looks funny. Not based on what you said, just based on yeah. what you're reading. <laughs> based on what you're reading right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Let's get to Brandon's number two. My number two is Andor. Um, they talked about it a little bit already. Not going to say too much more. It's so good. I love it. Um, 
it's it stands alone. Doesn't Brand have to or. be a Star Wars <laughs> Brand Star or. Wars thing. And the music is incredible. Um every, it's yeah, awesome. It's really good. Oh yeah, the music is very good. Yes. Um it's another just very element. happy that uh that it exists. It it kind of brought back some of that like original feelings that I had as a kid of like, oh yeah, I like this. And what I've been saying about the freaking movies is like just like, of course, yes, it's a character we already know, but it's just like, do a story, just do a thing. Don't do a, a thing tied into everything. Like, for a, a giant galaxy, it feels the world feels so small, what they've done in the movies and the shows. So this yeah. makes it uh, feel a lot better. Why even do Star Wars? Just do a show, you know? Just do a show, yeah. Don't even do Star Wars. Let's make a good show. <laughs> could talk about that yeah, on just... the movie. Talk about that on the movie <laughs> podcast, too. Uh, they do, just not on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we could skip past that and or my number two. Okay. Number two for Danny. And or. Really. Again. Yeah, again. <laughs> really, really love this show. Uh, it's the bear. Oh, the, the bear. bear. Damn it. The bear ruled. Ruled. I watched I one episode. I t- I t- you got to finish it. It's really good. It's Chicago. Right. So it's food. Obviously. It's Chicago. It's food. You guys know I talked about how much I love that movie Boiling Point last right. year. I'm very into sh- kitchens on screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. In a fictional setting. Fictional. Okay. Kitch- kitchens. Kitchenal. <laughs> fictional kitchens. <laughs> fictional kitchenal. Um. Yeah. So it's um. It's Chicago, known for its beef sandwiches. Uh, it's about this. Uh, just very good chef um, that like sort of like revamps and restarts this Chicago beef restaurant, like hole in the wall place. Um, he comes back home to sort of like revamp this restaurant and like the motivations of why he did this. That's what the show's about. Like it's really each episode digs more and more into like his like because it, it was like it belonged to his uh, dad, his dad, and, and um, who's uh, played by actually they do a flashback played by uh, Bernthal, who's in everything. John Bernthal. Oh. Um, but then it's uh, it's a relationship with his... He calls him cousin. I don't know. It's not his actual cousin, though, but he calls him cousin on the show. Yeah. That actor, can't think of his name, but he's also he's an also Andor. He's also an Andor. <laughs> um, there's one episode. You guys know I'm a sucker for this. The whole episode, no edits, one shot, one camera. Um what? One take. Really? It could be. It could be fake. Like I don't know if it's completely real, but they make it seem like that. Yeah. And it's just about this chaos with because the beginning of the episode starts where they opened up online. Um, oh yeah. Delivery. They opened up delivery That's and they funny. were just total. They're they're just not prepared at I've all been there. for it. And, I get that. I've been there. That uh, sucks. <laughs> and um, it's just chaos, and they show how much of a maniac, but also genius he actually is, and. Um, there's also the element of him taking this like chef under his wing, uh, his sous chef, uh, IO, it's IO. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, it's, I loved all of it and the food looks so good. I'm not even somebody that like loves the the Chicago, like Italian beef sandwiches, but that makes you kind of want to have one (laughs) and like, and like, cause it's, yeah, it's, um, the acting is fantastic. End of the show is really good. It's um, yeah. It was just ah, I was just so enthralled and in it like the whole way. Really, really enjoyed 
watching the show. There's also there's one line from it that me and Leslie say all the time because it was so funny. It's um, yeah, chef. Oh, no, it was. <laughs> there's an episode where he he leaves the kitchen and he goes to work at a kid's birthday party for his dad's it's a great friend. Episode, yeah. Played by uh, what's his that Oliver name? Platt. Oliver Platt, thank you. And the, the kids are like going nuts inside the house, and Oliver <laughs> Platt just stops and he's and he's like calling his wife. He's like, "Hey, Karen, or whatever her name is, it sucks in here." <laughs> he's like, "Hey, it sucks in here." Yeah, so it's funny. Dan, it's such a it's perfect a way to describe. <laughs> yeah, it was so good. It was such a perfect way to describe the situation and unexpected. He just yells, "It sucks in here." Yeah, like it's it's just like a bunch of kids like. Really good. Um, yeah. Start to finish. Amazing show. Can't wait for... I hope there's another... There I, is. I there's coming. Another season. I'll tell you a little something fun off air about this show, but also uh, it's my number seven. Love the show. Great. Oh. Excellent show. Great. Okay. That's the spoiler. Number seven. <laughs> uh, Dave, you should continue. It's it's really good. No, I... I you know, why did I stop? I just watched one episode with Lucy and we just ended up watching something else instead. I forget. But it was it was pretty cool. What I, I mean, I'm sure the first episode you need to like it's get a few episodes. It's very low stakes too. Once you kind yeah. of ground yourself yeah. in it, it's just kind of, you just kind of vibe with it. Sure. Well, my number two is White Lotus season two. Moving on ah. to one. Okay. Brandon, oh. number one. Oh, my number one is the rehearsal. Yeah. Okay. Is that your number one also, Dave? It is my number one. Yeah. That's awesome. What's yeah. yours? I uh, Number one is absolutely the best show of this year, Severance on Apple oh, TV. Oh, Severance from Apple TV. Severance. Was, yeah. Yeah. I was obsessed with this show. This was, I think, a perfectly executed season of television, Severance. It's uh, created by Ben Stiller. Um, plus says Adam Scott, my guy, love Adam Scott. It's to the point where like, I almost don't want them to do any more seasons because this, this season was so well executed. I'm yeah. like, nervous how many episodes? Gonna, like, I think 10. I think it was 10. It, it better was, not be yeah. six. Wasn't it like 11? Might've might been. Or nine. Anyway, no, I think it was nine. Great length. <laughs> Ideal length. Um, perfectly executed season of a show. It's nine. Really suit. Super interesting concept. Um, you know, it's very sci-fi. It's you know, it's what happens if you go to work and your memories erased from your personal life, and then when you go home, your work life is erased from your brain. Yeah, and it's living in that universe where that exists, and it's about the conflict of like you're at work and you're like, but still you don't even really know who you are, and <laughs> like like it's so interesting, super interesting, wow. really fascinating show. I love the show. The um cinematography the colors in the show are really good like it's like the white rooms and then like there's a scene where they're like where they celebrate something big happening at work and it's like and it's like a dancing like disco like sequence but it's but it's like very dark and fucked up like it's it's really good um and then the world kind of opens up a little bit it's uh it's um i was yeah start to finish perfect show perfect show severance was my number one hands down uh, it's my number eight. Love it. Oh, I wrote down a joke. What I was it? To say it. My biggest, was, my big, and I, this is not really a spoiler it. for Dave, but I just want, <laughs> I just want to say because so the finale is one of the best like finales of a, of a show, like a really incredible of, of sorry. severance. 
Oh, yeah. Love the finale. My The whole, I cannot stop thinking about, and I know that that's why they're going to do answer it in season two, but is why? I don't know. I, I have no idea why. Like, like these people that have these traumas in their lives, so they want to go to work and not have to forget about it, but they're still dealing, the part that, the part that they're, they're not forgetting about their trauma in their actual life. They only forget about the trauma in their work life. And I don't understand what the benefit of that is. Wouldn't you want to forget the trauma in your actual life where you're seeing the other people that you love and care about? That's the part I don't understand. Is like I don't understand why Adam Scott wants to forget just when he goes to work. I don't understand what the benefit of that is. That's the thing I don't understand. Oh, we'll, uh, we'll stay and tuned. so it, it's just the whole time I'm like, someone <laughs> tell me why it doesn't make any sense to me. Well, I mean, I get why any person would want to do this. I mean, people hate their jobs. And like, yes, and of, like, of course. Yeah. But but it's yeah. like there's a lot more sinister stuff going on. And like I, yeah. I, that part I understand. But like, again, where it's like if you're if but it's not presented as much as, oh, you want to go to work and not have to think about it all day. It's not presented. as It's, yeah. it's presented as, hey. You went through this fucked up thing. You can leave that behind while you go to work. What? Like, I don't. That makes no sense. That doesn't make sense to me. I get what you're saying. Because then you mm-hmm. still go home at night and are thinking about this this, this stuff. It's right. like a. I don't know. It's like a form of depression. Them choosing to do this. It's like a weird form of depression. Again, and like I still love the yeah. show. It's like, I, and I'm re- I'm ready. I'm very excited for it to keep going. I because I, I I definitely want more of that. Um, and yeah, the show, the dancing scene at the is so good in the party. Oh yeah, that's amazing. It reminded me of um, Ex Machina. And, and like that you, I don't even know if you like, said Christopher Walken and John Turturro. Oh yeah. Are, yeah, John Turturro oh, really is good. so freaking good. Yeah, like, really he's good. my favorite part. I of the forgot show. about. Oh man, that whole thing is so good. Yeah. Um. Yep. So I guess real quick, I'll rip through my six through ten. Uh, my, Wait, can I say my joke? Oh, I was going to yeah. say my number one show was Blue Blood season thirteen, and I forgot to say that. <laughs> joke. <laughs> oh, I was going to say my number five was the ABC Nightly News. That's a joke. Could have been fun. That was a good joke. Um, all, right. all right. My number six is season three of Barry, which I've, I last minute forgot that that came out this year. Uh, I said The Bear, Severance, Only Murders in the Building season two, and House in the Dra- House of the Dragon was my top ten. Awesome. Because I can't remember. I didn't, I didn't remember anything else. There may be other stuff that came out. And I finally watched The Sopranos this year. Loved it. And Damages. Why did nobody ever tell me about the show before? Incredible. Oh yeah. No one told you about I the Sopranos? I, no, that one they told me about. <laughs> I think I don't was it this year that I watched Station 11 based on your recommendation oh, yeah. from last year? I think I I think I might have watched it this year. Yeah, I mean, incredible. Um Still better than anything on this year for me. Do I have time to go through my full list? Do it, it or not? Do it. Do it. Okay. The worst show of 2022 was Search Party season five. Yeah. Oh, I re I rewatched it. I rewatched it. I like it it's a lot bad. better. It's bad. I rewatched the it pill, last week. The pill, the pill for enlightenment. The pill for enlightenment thing. It's terrible. It's good. It's not a good show. <laughs> I liked it. It was fun. Not no, I, I didn't like it either. It was a so that's down. my number. Tw- that's my number 27. All right, here we go. Okay, so in order from All worst to best. Yep. Here we go. Moon Knight, Obi Wan Kenobi, She Hulk Attorney at Law. 
better. Murder Murderville. I think you guys might would like Murderville. It's very funny. Uh, Neil Brennan's comedy special Blocks, Atlanta season four. Somebody somewhere. You guys should definitely wow. watch that show Atlanta on HBO. That low. Uh, Ms. Marvel season one. Welcome to Wrexham. Cobra Kai, Ozark, The Boys, Reservation Dogs, Atlanta season three. Oh, wow, they were both this opposite year. Opposite of what I've year. been hearing. Uh, Hack season. Do you guys know how much I love the first yeah. season of Hack? Second second season dipped a little bit. Then what we do in the shadows season four. Then White Lotus season two. Then Righteous Gemstones season two, oh. which you guys should definitely watch. Uh, then Better Call Saul season six. Then Barry season three. Then right before uh, Peacemaker this is where I lose you guys. Stranger Things season four, number six. Passed. Oof. It's amazing. Um, I love it. I did learn a, a really great new artist from that show, though. That I'm excited to talk about on the Discovery uh, uh, podcast. Oh, K- oh, the music. Oh, Kate Bush. Yeah. <laughs> um, my number uh, twelve. We're good. Gonna- Go ahead, Dave. Real quick. My number twelve was too hot to handle. Season four, Search Party. Number uh, season five was it was black. Uh, it was my eleven. Ten Oscars. Twenty twenty two. Oh my god, the slap. <laughs> um, <laughs> nine Dairy Girls. Season four. Worst season of the series, but fun accents. Uh, Catherine Cohen, The Twist, She's Gorgeous, funny comedy special. Survivor, 43, 7, and Survivor, 42, 6. So so somehow, magically, I just remembered, uh, even though we've been talking for, you know, all this time, uh, a pretty important show that came out this year that I, I missed, I didn't follow Dan's rules and pull up uh, the Rotten Tomato list. Um, Great resource. But I guess when HBO took Westworld off its service, it took it out of my memory. Mm. Uh, Westworld season... Is it four? I guess it was four. Or five. Yeah, four. I've talked about Westworld a few times on the show, how it's been up and down for me. It always felt like homework. I was fully back on board this season. Like I really, really loved this season. I, I, I'd have to give it some more time to see if it would actually crack my top five. It definitely cracked my top 10, definitely beats out house of the dragon and probably only murders in the building to bump those two out. But I'm just so disappointed with the whole HBO and how they're handling everything. And obviously canceling that show. I mean, the way that it ended, they kind of made it so that if it did get canceled, there would be a conclusion, which I guess is nice. Yeah, so that's that. And then, Dan, real quick, can you tell me what Marvel shows were this year? Yes. Um, I listed a couple of them in my quick run-through just now that I just said, but I'm happy to <laughs> say them again. Uh, Moon Knight, that came in at second to last for me. It was 26 out of 27 shows. Um, Oscar Isaac... Was good. Love him. Oh, it's me. It's me, Moon Knight. I love Oscar Isaac. The show <laughs> show wasn't good. The show is bad. I um, hated that show. Yeah, I really wasn't I into it. Show. She-Hulk. I liked She-Hulk. Had its moments. I, I, had its moments. It, it, it won me over. Had its moments. It was funny. Yeah, Ms. Marvel was the best show. I did not finish it. Ms. Marvel was the best of the Marvel shows. I think that's all of them. Uh, the Challenge All-Stars. Did you watch The Challenge, uh, Dave? Hell no. They did uh, the challenge where it was people from Big Brother, Survivor, Amazing Race, and Love Island or something like that. Oh, not fun. not MTV, the challenge? No, it, it was. But they had all of 
they brought people back from all those shows. Whoa, cool! It was it was very fun. It was <laughs> yeah, I, it was I, very. I watched I a little bit of amazing. I watched a little bit of Amazing Race because it came on after Survivor. I used to do that. My mom and I would watch Amazing Race because of that. Uh, I didn't but... pay attention, but it was on, and I would like look up a couple of times. It's a great background. It's a great, great background, background show. show. And then I also watched a little bit of The Real Love Boat for the same reason. <laughs> Starring, uh, what's his name? Oh, Jerry O'Connell and his wife as the host. Did the Pointer Sisters perform? No, but R.I.P. Anita Pointer. <laughs> I, we, we can say that now. She did die, I think, in the last couple weeks. Damn. We can say that even though we've been recording this episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, you just reminded me that. No, I know. I know. Yeah. That uh, one of the Pointer Sisters of the three that performed He's So Shy and Automatic, a couple of the songs that we've covered on the show, passed away. So R.I.P. to her. Rest in Pointer. Da- Dan wanted to read his uh, wish list. Yeah. And I've now added to it from your guys' respective rankings. Well, yeah. Mostly Dave's. I think I watched all the shows Brandon said in his top five. Um, rude. Um, Santa, are you listening? <laughs> this is Dan's right. wish list. A little late for Santa, but... <laughs> well, I guess early for next year. It's Christmas. Yeah, he's got to get started. Yeah. Um, so... I would like to pick South Park back up again. I've fallen behind. Um, oh, I watched. They did two movies in 2021, like pandemic specials. Yeah. I didn't watch them then because it was Paramount Plus only, which I don't have. Found them online, watched them illegally uh, <laughs> um, more recently. But then South Park put out a whole new season this past year and movies that I would like yeah, to watch. Yeah, I didn't even... Yeah. So not on my radar. I know, <laughs> like, and I feel like... So much stuff. I don't know anybody talking about it anymore. I wonder if it's kind of on its way out. I, I have no idea. Could be. Um, oh, Phil... What, Dave? South Park has been relevant for me because... I keep seeing uh, them as clues in the, the crossword book I've been doing. It keeps saying, <laughs> uh, South Park kid. It could be, like, any one of them. Or any it usually them. is Eric, Kyle, or Stan. It's like the yeah, four, four letter. great four letter. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, still still relevant in culture, but like I said, I don't yeah. really don't really know anybody yeah. really still watching it. Below Deck, I've I've fallen off. I'm like a couple seasons behind Damn. now. It was a big big thing for me uh, last year, and that universe is expanding. I mean, not only do they have Below Deck <sighs> sailing yacht in its third season, they now added Below Deck Down Under in Australia. It's a whole new thing, and they've added something called Whoa. Below Deck. What is this called? Below Deck, like an adventure or something? Yeah, it's called Below Deck Adventure. I don't even know what that is, but that's like a new thing. There was a new season of Below Deck Mediterranean. It seems like they keep going like down and like further down. They <laughs> Below <laughs> Deck. Yeah, yeah. It's down yeah. under. <laughs> Next season is going to be hell. That'd be kind of fun. So got a lot of catching up to do with, uh, with that show. Probably like combined with all the different shows, probably like five or six seasons. I mean, unless you still need to watch. Um, Damn. Killing Eve had a new season. Didn't get to watch that. I would. I don't know if it's the last season of the show. I would like to get back I into it. I think it is. Okay. I started watching the first season. I didn't finish it. Did then. you like it? It's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. I, I never <coughs> went back after whatever, I guess, that first season that I watched. And I, I say I liked it. I just didn't finish it. Really want to watch Winning Time, the Lakers thing on HBO. I haven't gotten to watch that yet. I really would like to watch that. It's like uh, about the- Jerry uh, West yeah. is very upset about it. Really? Yeah, apparently some of the people that are still alive are like just mad about how they're 
how they were portrayed. Based on the LA Lakers dynasty. Right. But yet John C. Riley and a bunch of good actors playing the different people on the Lakers and associated with the team. Oh, I wanted to watch a League of Their Own show. Oh, yeah. yeah I forgot about that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's with, mm-hmm. what's her name from Broad City? It's with uh, Abby. Abby. Abby Jacobs. Yeah, from Broad City and a couple other bigger Isn't names. Darcy, Darcy Cardin's on it. Oh, is that is that true? Was yeah, any... I think so. Looks good. I think getting good reviews. I would like to watch it. Oh, I really want to watch Reboot. It's from the creators of Modern Family. It's on ABC. Oh, yeah. Um, I, wa- I wanted to watch that. That show good cast, uh, um, tweeted. It tweeted me a couple times. Yeah. It's a, fu- it's a fun idea. It's also yeah. people I really like. Johnny Knoxville. But then also who we've t- I think we've talked about Brandon, who we love. Um, she was on Kidding. And she's an old. Oh, Judy Greer. Judy, Judy Greer. Yeah. Great. One of the best. One of the best. Oh, Brandon, I'm surprised you didn't watch this or talk about it. We own this city. The new Baltimore show that with uh, uh, Simon, right? Da- is that his name? Yes. Uh, right? David Simon? Yeah. No. A, is that his name? What? Is it? David Simon? That's a guy. Is that, no, it's The Wire. It's The Wire guy. It's it's David it's like, Simon and David Chase. Sorry. And okay. David Chase I, is Sopranos. Yes. Every time yeah. people were talking about it, I thought they were talking about the movie, the James right? Gray movie, We Own the Night. Every time that title comes up, We Own the City, I keep getting confused as to what it is. Yeah, it's. Um, I think it's loosely same universe as The Wire, maybe. Somebody told me that. It might not be the exact same, but um, but yeah, it's all the, It's like the same creator. It's it's Baltimore. Like, I feel like I... I don't know why more people didn't talk about this. Like I, ha- I feel like I have to watch this. It's probably really good. We Own the City on, on Rock and Roll. Uh, I watched the two first episodes... The- first two episodes of uh tokyo vice the michael mann uh oh cool show which was like incredible but he only directed the first episode i think i did uh put that on my wish list just now (laughs) i I was just confirming it was from this year but i saw it on like the streaming site looked attractive Mm -hmm. to me but i never clicked on it right wish i clicked it so we good with the Oh, Dave, good. Well, no, I I also wanted to watch Z-Way. I only saw the clips on Twitter and oh, Instagram. Yeah. Didn't watch a yeah. full episode this season. I wanted to watch this American Gigolo thing that, what's his name's in? Uh, oh, yeah. Berthal. Berthal? Yeah, Berthal's who, who really is just in everything. Is it John, is it John Berthal? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, John Berthal. And it takes place in the 80s. He's doing the uh, Richard Gere thing, right? Mm-hmm. I was attracted to, the, to that. I also wanted to see Tulsa King just to see sliced alone in a series to see what, what what he would do there was that chip and dales show with oh yeah kumail, kumail. that looks like it's probably not that good but the subject matter is interesting enough for me to maybe check it out so are we gonna just roll right into this sure well this is the movie portion of it we're gonna do what we just did for tv but with 2022 movies our top fives yeah so i mentioned television being a medium where you know i probably consume the most movies yeah it's really down there for me uh this year in particular was a lot less than i would usually like to do but still more than i thought i did so this is way more yeah which you say you do say that pretty much every year (laughs) i know (laughs) um it's uh this is way more especially the last few years this has really become brand you know become brandon's lane uh, and then Dave, Dave works at a theater, so he's just naturally just 
by no choice, but I'm no in fault the movie of his business. Own. He's in the movie. He's in the biz. <laughs> I'm in the movie business. He's in the biz. So say. I'm a art house film manager. I am an actor performer, as I said in the pod and personal <laughs> um, <laughs> episode. So, so I ended up seeing 21 movies this year. There you go. Is, is, yeah. 21. Well, 21 and I, a half. It was I, one love, I, I got halfway through one this week and just didn't finish it. <laughs> I would love to gather all the texts of you saying, like, I might not even have a top five. Or like, I know, you know, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. And then I go through it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I saw a bunch more. Yeah. So, <laughs> always happens. A bunch I just forget about. Um, and some I forgot about that I end up ranking pretty high. So. Well, I, I did more than I did last year. Last year I had 62. This year, 86. Wow. Whoa, shit. And these are 2022 releases. 2022 releases yes. for the for the uh, for the listeners. This is like not including any other movies we we you know. Right. Had. Some movies I guess technically are 2021 but did not really we, same thing as last yeah, year. Yeah, we always yeah. talk about this. If it's, it's a festival it's, release yeah. versus the commercial release, but yeah. Um I didn't look up my my last year. I think it was 70 something and I also increased to 92. Damn. Um, Whoa. There we go. And of course, there's still a huge list. My list of, of stuff I want to see is like 50 movies long still. But at some point, you got to make a cut. At some point, you have to record the episode about it. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 We should record this next um, year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to do the same thing as the TV where we do our top five and then we'll have a little, uh, you know, thing at the end. So I'll say about uh, my top five, my one and two, I like every time I think about it, it flips. It's it's right. never not been since I've seen those movies. It's never not been one of those as one or two. So I haven't even fully decided right now what I want to say is my number one. Wow. And same thing for my Whoa. same thing for my five and six. Cause like now it becomes a matter of well, what what do I want to talk about on the show? Right. Because like five and six, yeah, they're both great movies, but like now it's like, what do I want to actually talk about? Will, you know, will one of you have it uh there? So that's kind of me with how I feel about my top five. I probably have my top three locked in. Yeah, I have my top three locked in for sure. And then after that, I could see it changing. I, I feel like I have one of these ranked probably a little too high, maybe two of these ranked a little too high, but I'm just like thinking of how I left, spoiler, the theater, the theater movies, how I left the theater thinking about <laughs> like the mood I was in, the vibe, like, you know, and that just, yeah, it always weighs pretty heavily for me. I think movies that are specifically designed for the theater, I just I'm gonna hold them in way higher regard than or the artier bullshit that you guys like. Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I saw a, like it's funny putting things like this artier category. I saw like a, <laughs> a couple of these that I, I, I did really enjoy uh, watching. That was like in the past week where I, I kind of scrambled to watch a few more of these like movies I wouldn't see in the theater, but saw them at home and they were they were excellent. So yeah, probably locked in top three. After that, whatever. I have a clear last. There was one movie I saw I shouldn't have even bothered watching. It was such a waste, <laughs> such a, such a waste of time. Um, that was going to be like actually funny, and it it really it was like kind of funny. I, I don't know. It was stupid. Yeah. Okay. 
I guess I'm going to make my my final cut here Live and on the air. say I'm going to say that my number five is after Yang. After Yang? After after Yang is my number five. Um, oh, and just for the listeners too, um, it's good, It's up to the user discretion for the uh, other hosts of the presenters of the show to say, you know, say what they want to say. Um, last year, I revealed what my rankings were when somebody else said it. Uh, I'm not going to do that this time. Uh, but after Yang, directed by Koganada, I, I actually got to see this like this time last year because I did the like Sundance online screenings. So there were a couple movies I got to see like virtually at at their like premieres at Sundance. So that was pretty cool. That kind of like really set the tone for the year for me because I was like, oh wow, like this is this is already like a great thing. And it's just kind of stayed up there in my top five, but um, starring Colin Farrell, a uh, huge year for Colin. Mm-hmm. For sure. Four movies, I think also starring mm-hmm. Jodie Turner Smith, who was in a lot of stuff. Uh, Haley Lee Richardson was in a bunch of different things this year. Oh, uh, yeah. Portia. Yeah. Great opening sequence dance sequence um and just a really like moody sci-fi piece but like the kind of sci-fi where it's like attainable and realistic it's about um it's about this robotic child and their adopted daughter definitely like honestly like hit home for me in like a really like powerful way uh because of that topic like i I didn't i didn't really expect that like so I think that's also why it just kind of oh, like because really... of the the AI family member that that you have. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, Brandon I, yeah, has a robot. That's me. Yeah, oh, that's Brandon's all it's known you. for oh. his eyebrows as well, and yeah, so he can identify with Colin Farrell. Yeah, I don't want to give too much away, but it's just a really, I don't know. Just the tone of it is so unnerving but calming, and it's sweet i don't know i really i really love that movie i've been thinking about it a lot yeah so that's my number five after yang yeah, I, I liked it a lot too it's my number 21 number 21 it kind of had an ex machina vibe but it was definitely more uh emotionally present mm-hmm. for me at least cool yeah i uh for sure i pulled it up because i, I didn't didn't see this movie don't really heard of it but yeah, I would I would like to watch this. You know, looking at kind of what it's about, and um, yeah, this, that's a good comp, David. So like a more emotional ex machina, like that's obviously ex machina is more about the <laughs> the robotic side of things. Yeah, but it has a similar feel. I, I would say it's a fi- yes. similar feel to that movie. Maybe it has a similar budget. I don't know. They're like mid budget sci fi movies that have like a strong. Mm, design elements yeah yeah production design and and stuff and kind of like what people always talk about with her about the like the clothing and the future yeah. being kind of like retro uh the but clothes remind me of her a lot yeah yeah uh this is one of those movies that's what festivals 2021 right and then yeah and the wider release 2022 i think yeah mm-hmm. cool all right thank you brandon Number five for me, and this was a movie that was out of the top five that I put back in because 
how can you not? Uh, it's Top Gun Maverick has gone to my number five uh, here. Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, I got to give it the respect it deserves. Um, again, you know, movie theater movie, maybe the ultimate movie theater movie this this past year, really. I, I mean, Tom Cruise, he's a friend of the show, Bruno, the way he keeps describing Tom Cruise. And I've heard people... Like like online and podcasts and stuff refer to Tom Cruise the same way. He's he's the last movie star, <laughs> right? The last movie star. He's the last like movie star. He um yeah, his career now is so fun, and he just he's extreme in every way a person can be. <laughs> um, they're really flying in these jets in real life. They're not piloting them, but they're like the right. shots of them. They're really in there, totally unnecessary. But um, it, it enhanced it. It definitely, it definitely enhanced it, like the movie for sure. I think, and like all the the jets, like the sequences and stuff, was amazing to watch on the big screen. Really fun, really well executed. A much better movie than the original. It's so funny. Like the original movie is iconic. It's not good, right? <laughs> like, like if you watch the movie again, it's like mostly stupid. Um, but it's iconic. And uh, our soundtrack episode from a few years ago, I ranked it as my third favorite soundtrack of all time. Top Gun, the original Top Gun. Would you say that yeah. this Top Gun <laughs> takes a hit on the soundtrack? It, big time. It really does. And um, yeah, the Lady Gaga song sucks. <laughs> uh, and all and it does. And they like recreate music stuff from the first movie that they didn't need to. Like they have Miles Teller on the piano doing "Great Balls of Fire" and right. like. <laughs> Why would any person be doing that in the year 2022? That, that being the musical reference instead yeah. of a well, take your breath away. That's so funny. Oh, that too. I'm just yeah. saying, yeah. I, or anybody at any bar. Like, why is that the song you're doing? Like, you're. Well, the movie is like recreating the 80s, like, yeah. way of making a movie. Like, it's it doesn't feel like. And that's why I love it yeah. so much. It's also why. It's why I, underst- I understand people making fun of it. I, I, I get it. But believe yeah. me, I get it. Like I know I do, that I do too. But to me, yeah. that's why that I think it's so good is that like it's not trying to do the like legacy sequel thing and like try and like elevate it and make it very serious. Right. Like it's making a sequel to the movie that it's a sequel to, and I really yeah. like it's, that they did it that way. It's not a reboot as well. It's just a straight up sequel. It's just a sequel. Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. No. Um, and the supporting cast outside of Tom Cruise, they're all great too. Everybody's good in it. Everybody <laughs> plays their part very well. Um, yeah, John Hamm, great, great bad guy, kind of bad guy, right? And and they still maintain. Oh, what I love that they did is they maintained the ambiguous villain, like the original movie. You never right. know who it is they're fighting <laughs> ever. And this yes. this one's even That's more confusing secret. because yeah. I think they. I don't remember if the yeah okay I think they say that the base that they're on and training in is is I think they say California I think that they say they're in it. San Diego right they're in San Diego then all of yeah. a sudden they're in the mountains in the snow who knows yeah. where <laughs> like 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 it's 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 so funny um, Miles Teller uh, son of goose great nice work for Miles Teller um, it was not only the highest grossing movie of the year. It's the 11th highest grossing movie of all time. <laughs> I, I did that. not expect yeah. that from a Top Gun yeah. sequel. No way. I thought it was going to be a hit. Uh-huh. Not like that. It like smashed everything this year. Like I couldn't, I did not think it was going to be well, that big of a movie. That's huge. It's yeah. The first year in 
I think almost I think a decade where because of that and another huge movie that the top grossing movies are not superhero movies. Oh, and wow. Whoa. They're military movies. The <laughs> Yeah. The uh yeah, the tide has turned. Um and I'm not complaining. I mean, these these big you know, yeah. I'm a sucker for all the big budget stuff. I think I love it all. I love the theater experience. I've said it over and over again. That, that's me. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's going to number five for me. Top Gun. Maverick. It was my number 20. Just above After Yang. Okay. Uh, it is my 24. Okay. Still very good. Yeah. It was really a great film. Great film to see in theaters. Tom knows that... Uh, like the myth of making a movie is like as important as the movie itself, it, if that makes sense. It, like the his, knowledge, yeah, the knowledge of <laughs> of him risking his life makes a movie better, even though he <laughs> yeah, didn't have to. He did not have to, and he does not have to do. Yeah, he doesn't have to do these little promo videos for Mission Impossible, the jumping out the plane. Like he's just really out of his mind. And yeah, I know the reason why I put it this high is to just make sure we talk about it. We have to talk about it. Yeah, and also it was fun yeah. to see uh, in the theater Nicole Kidman doing her AMC <laughs> promo, and then directly following that Tom, Tom Cruise. That was with like a rebuttal. So, oh yeah, that's it. that's so if you saw funny. it at AMC only though, which I, I don't. I go to Regal these days. Uh, okay, so you didn't see that? No, but I've seen it before. Uh, I've seen the clip before, but I didn't get yeah. the lead-in experience, unfortunately. The back-to-back, like yeah, the, was, the fact that it happened back-to-back was so funny. Yeah. It was just like, uh, that's you know, as an eyes wide shut guy, I I love seeing that. Yeah, um, it's very funny. <laughs> my number five. I'm curious to know what you guys thought about this movie. Uh, was Nope, Jordan Peele's movie from this year. Wow. 2022. And I will say it was fun. It was funny. But it also sparked the most debate and conversations I had afterwards with my friends about like what the movie meant. What was he trying to like uh, comment on with the film? And I think because of that, I grew to appreciate appreciate the film even more in conversation than I did when I first saw it. I really liked it when I first saw it, but it elevated for me because I thought about all the work and thought put into the film. And it was it just felt very individual. I loved all the Gordy stuff. Dan, did you see this movie? For, I forgot to ask. Yeah, I'm very happy you brought this up because you're like sharing my... Not with your ranking, but the way it's being like discussed, is it's just like... Like I left the it's I left the movie my exact thoughts. I left the movie like God. I feel like I'm missing something. There's something big here that I'm missing because I didn't leave the theater like loving it, and I feel like there's some kind of message that I'm missing here. You're describing my experience exactly the same. That a lot of great discussion about it. It keeps it keeps especially sit- when I put it up against other movies I saw this year. I was like, it just stuck with me way longer. The visual elements, like some of the uh, design of the like the UFO, was so unique and i just love the performances i love steven young in it he was probably my favorite character yeah i love the uh, that scene where he's talking about gordy and like the the chris Kattan snl sketch that they made up for the film <laughs> yeah yeah that was probably my favorite scene kiki palmer was also exceptional the flashbacks to the gordy thing i wish they did more yeah. of that like open yeah. that up even more like the it was, flashbacks to the 
It was you know. very disturbing. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. But um, I think for me, it was a better Spielbergian film than the Spielberg film this year. I thought it captured that early Spielberg, the Jaws, the Close Encounters. To me, I thought it was a better representation of that style of filmmaking. Spielberg, the movie he made this year, wasn't that kind of Spielberg movie. But I still feel like he, I don't know, this was like a fresher take on, on that uh, type of film. And um, yeah, I, I just thought it was great and I can't wait to see it again. I think over time it's going to go up for me because like it's at 21 now. It was a lot lower before, but the more I think about it, the more it goes up. And I think it's just going to go up again and again. That's a pretty good take, Dave, about... Um, you know, comparing it to like, you know, the older classic, uh, you know, Spielberg movies and the way it approaches like a quote unquote monster that these that people are up against. Right. And it was mm-hmm. to give it credit. I mean, it was a very unique perspective on like aliens, like UFOs, a whole kind of a new idea on like what, what it could be. And like, and it was good. I, th- I think it probably it probably bothered me a little too much. And I felt like I was leaving the movie missing something. And I think honestly, what hurt it a lot is that I didn't see it in the theater, to be honest. I, I saw Oh, you did it. Okay. No. And I think yeah. that hurt it a lot for me. I think I probably would have been way more into it. Had I seen it in the theater, I kind of saw it in pieces like at home, like over the course of like a couple days. So I think if I would have been theater full immersion, like into what he was into this whole thing, I would have liked it more. But I mean, there were a couple shots and scenes that I was, that I loved the, the scene with Steve Yun and, and the show, like yeah, <laughs> like holy shit, like that, like that was also something. one of my favorites. Yeah. That scene was like, like wow, okay, that was this was like a very cool way to do this. I don't know. I left it kind of being like, I don't know, maybe a little confused or like not leaving it, loving it. So it was actually, it's unfortunately, it's pretty low on my list. It's seventeen out of uh, out of out of twenty one. But yeah, I think because I didn't see it in the theater, I think that that hurt the experience a little bit. I think that's why I liked it more too. Cause it's like, it was satisfying in like a popcorn, like uh horror thriller, like monster film. It worked for me in that level. But then there was also like this other element to it that was like, what did that mean? And there's so many different art interpretations you could really arrive at. Mm-hmm. And that's why mm-hmm. I liked that, it so yeah. much. Yeah. Oh, I love the, uh, <laughs> Like the Best yeah. Buy type store, that that employee, yeah. that guy, that character, yeah. the, the, he was that great. That character was great too. He, he was great. Yeah. That was a really good addition. He was like obsessed with the whole thing that like, and <laughs> um, yeah, his whole, some of the stuff he was saying was, was very funny and very, yeah, very welcome. Cause you, you always, I always appreciate the comedy that Jordan Peele inevitably brings into, into his films. Yeah. He's a comedian. I mean, he's, you know, so. Great. Love Nope. Like, I'm glad that we got to talk about it, too. Same same with Top Gun. So the movie that I bumped out of my fifth spot, I'm hoping comes up. I think I think it will. If not, then I'll take the blame for then us not talking about it. <laughs> but um, my number four movie that probably I would not expect anybody to enjoy <laughs> like as much as I did for whatever reason is The Eternal Daughter by Joanna Hogg, starring Tilda Swinton and Tilda Swinton. The last two years, I, I like, wasn't able to see, like, The Souvenir and The Souvenir Part 2, like, within the year. So this was a big year that I got to, like, catch up on Joanna Hogg's movies. 
And this was another year, a year where I said to myself, oh, my favorite actors are, aside from Denzel, Denzel is always number one, but are Willem Dafoe and Tilda Swinton. They just seem like they get to do the most fun stuff. There's so many movies now where Tilda Swinton just plays dual roles. Like she's so game for just. It's almost like every other movie she does is she has to play two characters. It's wild. And like, I, I, and I just get, I just get like a real like kick out of it now that it seems like there's no like Twitter army of like Tilda Swinton though. Like I'm waiting for that to happen of like, we don't appreciate her enough. And I I just watched a lot of her this year. This is a Gothic horror it's not horror it's just like a gothic uh i don't know what you would call it drama right it's like drama yeah um family drama gothic ghost movie yeah and it's really just it's just it's just like a vibe it's just a vibe like it's not like insanely compelling it's not like profound or like groundbreaking it looks like like a lot of the like Italian giallo movies, like Suspiria, like some of the colors in it are freaking incredible. Like some of the shots, I was just like, I, I, I could not get over it. So this is just a pure like me enjoying this, giving it a lot more credit than it probably deserves. But I just, as soon as I saw it, I was just like, I love, I just love this. Like I have no, like no notes. <laughs> it's just for me to enjoy. I, I really like this movie too. It's a great vibes movie. I agree with Brandon in that, like Tilda Swinton as like a character actress in her sixties now, she continues to do fun things, and people are giving her the opportunity to, to play fun characters like Willem Dafoe. Like it hasn't stopped. A lot of yeah actresses, their careers are done after forty or fifty, and like she's still doing interesting stuff. So I, I I'm glad that directors still care about Tilda. Someone on Twitter, and that's what made me said, oh, like I want. There needs to be a Twitter hive for her because someone said Tilda Swinton is out here collecting directors like Pokemon. <laughs> like <laughs> she just works with like the best directors like all the time. Like like whatever. Yeah. Like she's just down for whatever, and I I, I really enjoy that. Um, so yeah, Eternal Daughter is my number four. Hmm. Don't know this one. I put it at sixteen. Oh wow! Do not nice. re- do not recommend for Dan. Do <laughs> yeah, do not recommend for Dan. <laughs> Dan will. It's not. It's not like. Uh, it's not like a true horror movie. It's not. No, it's not a horror movie no. at all. Right. It's, 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 just it's just like, like gothic. It's just it's like a gothic. Tilda Swinton talking to herself for <laughs> an hour oh, and yeah. forty an minutes, hour or and however half. long it is. <laughs> yeah, that sounds tough. Yeah. yeah, I don't know about that. She plays. Yeah. It's, she plays mother and she plays a mother and daughter, and they're in a house. <laughs> yeah, she's like an old person makeup, and then she's like the way she looks presently, and those two lo- versions of herself. It's so good. Are talking to each other. <laughs> what is wrong with you yeah. guys? Something wrong with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's great though, but it also I think because it's not that long, it it, it works even better. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not that if it was like not that long. I can get behind. Maybe I will watch it. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the eternal movie length. It's yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. This is uh, well. This whole list is for me, but this is especially for me. Uh, number four. Uh, I'm curious to see where you where you put this one, Brandon. I'm gonna guess maybe like the 50s somewhere. I doubt Dave even saw this movie. This is where Doctor Strange is gonna go for me. Doctor Strange in the multi in the multiverse of madness. It's my number four. I saw it. Oh, you did. Um, 76, baby. <laughs> um, it's my number four. Wait, that's your last one. Wait, it, no, that's not your last. No, one. No, I still have ten more. Ten more. Ten more. All right. All Great. right. It's pretty good. Great. Pretty good for Dave. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, it's my number four movie of the year. Um, yeah, I was. I really, really enjoyed this. I think the most of the Marvel fan community did not. I think it was like highly. I don't want to say controversial, but kind of all over the place with how people thought about this movie. Divisive. Divisive. There yeah. you go. Good word. Thank you. I loved it because, well, number one, I love Sam Raimi's style. Every movie I've seen by him, I love. I love every single Sam Raimi movie <laughs> that I've seen. I love them all. His shit rules. I'm obsessed with what he does. Like, uh, I think last year we talked about it. I uh, Last year I finally watched um, the Justin Long one yeah where i think this, i did too last yeah, year yeah so good and there's a scene where it gets like an somebody gets an anvil dropped on them like there's a real life anvil drop in looney a movie tunes. yeah like very yeah. looney tunes like he's nuts the, his style definitely comes through in this movie uh sometimes in like okay like <laughs> like, like you know but um <laughs> like there's like that piano keys thing uh towards the end of it uh with like right or not piano keys it's like He's fighting mm-hmm. with music, yeah, music notes. notes. He's fighting with music oh, right, notes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. See, I, I love that. I, I thought that I was, was all, so I, I'm, hilarious. I was all in. I went in expecting a what's the word? A cameo fest, and it wasn't. And thank no. and thank God it wasn't. Thank God it wasn't. That would have been worse. I went in expecting that. You know, I, I'm I, I'm like, well, I really nerd out with the Marvel hu- stuff. There was uh, a huge was. cameo. There's a huge cameo from Wanda. Yes, but they... From uh, Elizabeth Olsen. <laughs> uh, it's not a cameo. That's just like the main character. Okay, thank you, Dave. Um, so... <laughs> suck. Um, <laughs> but the scene and like the setting that like I thought was going to happen, they, f- they flip it upside down, spoiler, and they murder everybody, and it's so much better. That was so good. It's, that's was so that's good. the best scene in the movie, and I'm so happy they did that. It made it so much better and so much more entertaining. Um, I'm always going to hold you know the Marvel stuff in high regard. Marvel, it's been last couple of years. Everybody's been talking about it. Phase four has been lacking, you know, in general with the with the quality heavy on the That's content. That's what they were planning, though. That's what they were planning, though. <laughs> heavy on All the content plan, um, but lacking in quality. I think the COVID delays definitely fucked things up too in terms of like for yeah. for Marvel and Disney, but. Phase four was a weird one, right? It was probably the weakest of maybe all the phases. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to really like look and think about it. But especially compared to like phase three, which had all the, in my opinion, like the best stuff. But um, this one was a bright spot. This one was very good. I was so entertained. I love the style. It really enhanced something where I think Doctor Strange as a character is kind of whatever. He's not likable. Um, He's important to the universe because of like Mm -hmm. his abilities. But as a character, he's just like, there's really nothing to like about him. I don't think he's funny. Well, they've tried to make him too much the Tony Stark quipping. Every, I mean, everybody uh, right. is that. Everybody is just a carbon copy of that. Yeah, and it's... And it won't, that only works because it's Robert Downey Jr. Right, and it's not like he's... Yeah, he's just like a, like an asshole, and it's, but it's like not fun. Like, it's like, it's... Yeah. So, <laughs> that's an issue with his character, but... He should be Dr. Mean. Not strange. He's not that strange. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, but Elizabeth Olsen, More uh, I, mean, I mean, amazing. She killed it. So um, I was going to say, yeah. she, uh, my my three quick hits on this are Elizabeth Olsen is so good. Yeah. And I, I can't, I hope she can make more movies that are not just the Marvel stuff, but she is so good and she really got to, to shine in this. The thing that makes me the most mad about the fan base reaction to this and f- phase four in general is like, 
it was going to be a lose-lose situation if they just started doing the same thing over and over again. Like I like in this phase that they took big swings and I and am missed. nervous that, <laughs> that, that it's not going to land. He just was complaining about the Marvel TV shows, but now is, uh, no, most of the no, shows aren't good. It's it's a bummer, but well, because they didn't take big swings, like they oh, just were yeah. doing the, okay. the form, the formula. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Um, she Hulk was a big swing. That's why I enjoyed that. Wandavision like, was a big swing. It was the best, the, the biggest swing. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I just hate that now. The reaction's like, okay, we can't get too adventurous with this stuff because people won't like it, which is annoying. That's not. It shouldn't be the takeaway. It should be, you know, keep giving you know, good filmmakers. Uh, but should we let it die? Should we let it die for now? And then maybe it can have a big revival in like five years, but have a little it's, break from I Marvel. Mean, yes, but it's not. Like, wouldn't it's you want that happen. as a fan? Yeah, but it's not. Yes, but it's not going to happen. Um, and then just in the raminess of it all, uh, I agree, Dan, that like, yes, it felt very ramy, except the first hour, the first hour, it felt like, because remember, it was it was a different director. It was the guy who did the first movie and then he took over. Oh, and it, yeah, like, felt yeah, like, yeah. Like there was like a very like noticeable it got more shift. Ramey. Yeah, he got Ramy as it went along. So that's yeah. why it's yeah, like pretty low on my yeah. list. It's 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 uh, where did it actually wind up? It uh, it wound I said, up. I said fifties. <laughs> Maybe it's lower. Might be lower. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's sixty two. Damn, MCU in twenty twenty two. Yeah, this was my favorite thing by far. Definitely, uh, multiverse of madness. Uh, maybe not by far. Because the, the new Black Panther was pretty good, but uh, not as good as this movie. That is higher on my list. That yeah. That is higher on my list. I understand that. Dave? My number four, also in the Marvel Universe, Petit Mama, <laughs> ah. directed by Celine Sciamma of what? what's her film, Brennan? Uh, Portrait, Portrait of a Lady, of on, a Fire. lady on Fire. Just saw this a few, few days ago. Was planning on watching it the whole year, but just, just got to it. Dan. This has the right runtime. Ready? 72 minutes. Whoa, nice. Right runtime. In and out. <laughs> uh, cute with a strain of melancholia, which is my kind of cute, I think. Uh, was an overkill. And excellent child acting from French twin duo. Uh, I forget their names, but they could, should be the next Olsen twins if given the opportunity. Olsen. <laughs> um, Dan, do you know about this movie? It's like no, about I, a, I just pulled it up. I will not watch it. Uh, it's about it's a French film. It's about a uh, little girl whose uh, grandma just passed away, and she ends up. It's not really explained why, but she ends up meeting her mother and playing with her as a little kid like she ends up like going into the woods and like meeting her mother as the same age as she is eight years old and it's about them as bonding and hanging out oh and it's very sweet but it's not overly sentimental and um not a big score it's like hardly a score in the whole film except for one key scene at the end there's like a song that has a great effect but um I thought it was great. I thought it was fantastic. It was moving. It was, you know, also pretty charming and funny, but um, it just felt like a like a pure film. I really responded to it. I have huge news and huge confession to make. You forgot to put on the list. 
I had this in my head as 2021 because it was on so many year end yeah. lists last year because of the the freaking festival thing. But I watched it in March because it came out in the U.S. in March. This is a incredible movie. Probably, I I mean I can't even really think about it right now because like It'll I screw you up. Process it. Yeah. 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 But it definitely is top ten material for me. It for is, me, it it's is 2022. As an American. Yeah. Cinema <laughs> viewer, it's 2022. For you, it's 2021. Because you're a Euro. It's such a great movie. Yeah. We. Oui. Really, really excellent movie. Dan, I would say it's maybe worth watching because it's so short and you're a, you're a parent. You might connect to it. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's definitely worth your, your viewership. It's not like, it's not boring. Mm-hmm. I think you'd like it. You and Leslie should watch it. Why not? I think I'll ignore your advice. <laughs> no it's a good it's a good point i'm like i'm like reading about it as you're going and hearing you yeah it would be it probably it's would very like, it's, it sounds lovely it sounds lovely it's it's a lovely film yeah. it's it's very lovely and but it's even more because we we've all kind of shared the same feelings about like kid actors sometimes of how it's like it's yeah, tough I hate them. and for dave to put it some like that's a big <laughs> so, like sign of how yeah, it's it very is. I, I so dave would, hate kid actors dave hates kids these yeah. twins were amazing they were they're they very were, good they were the best actors in the film she looks like the girl from the 90s pepsi commercial remember oh yeah she kind of looks like her <laughs> yeah, yeah i know who you're talking about yeah and that girl was also in the parrot movie Polly. you remember Polly, the pe- talking parrot movie Anybody? Ah, kind in the of. 90s. Vaguely. She's a little girl in that movie. Sounds so I French. Like, but people, more people know her from the old Pepsi commercial. It's a very famous right, commercial. Right. The little girl. It looks like that girl. Dave, I'm glad at least you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, I did forget I was a parent. So yeah, maybe as a parent. I, <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> All right. So that was your number four, Dave, right? Yes. All right. So my number three. This one, yeah, this has kind of always been my number three since I saw it. Actually, technically, it was my number one because I saw the other two after, but it is The Banshees of Inna Sharon. Once again, starring Colin Farrell. Wow. Starring Brendan Gleeson. Starring. Eyebrows. Uh, eyebrows it's the eyebrows Barry connection. Kagan. He has to show support to his <laughs> eyebrows uh, brother. Eyebrows, yeah. Carrie, uh, is it Carrie? It's Carrie Condon, not Carrie. Yeah, Kelly. Carrie Condon. Carrie Condon, who is in Better Call, Better Call Sal. Dan, she's uh, Mike Ehrmantraut's, like daughter-in-law. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, me and Leslie, I watched this movie. Me and Leslie, yeah, um, talked about that. This was a great experience at uh, the, um, the Philadelphia Film Festival. This was like the opening night film. And like I got to go to the like opening night party thing. How was the food? Um, it was uh, lame. It was just, <laughs> it was just, you know. Actually, no. There were actually there were actually some sandwiches and stuff that was fun. But uh, oh, and the other the other incredible part about this was they there was a Q and A with composer uh, Carter Burwell after this, like on Zoom. So I uh, got to like listen to the q and got to actually like ask him a question and like hear his oh, response wow, nice. it was pre- it was like pretty cool oh cool um because he's he's one of my favorite composers he did he does like all the coen brothers movies and then t- my favorite one of my favorite scores carol adaptation he's, he's he's incredible uh this movie is it's just so, it's so good it's so funny colin better get his damn oscar for this like he deserves it 
the the hype for Austin Butler is gonna it's it's happening. It's gonna be like Rami Malik part two, but it deserves that's not fair. Co- Austin Butler was better than Rami Malik. Well, that movie's better than that movie's better, way better than. A hundred percent. I just, I just was just using. That I agree as with like you. A, I agree with you, but I don't appreciate the awesome Butler slider. <laughs> no, he's great. He's excellent in it. Oh, he plays Butler, Elvis, Elvis. Elvis. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely gonna win. I mean, I can tell you with a hundred percent certainty that that's the kind of person that wins. I mean, I don't know though. I don't know though because of, because of how big of a year. I'm hundred percent. I'm hundred percent certain. <laughs> you want to bet? Dan, Dan is never It's wrong. a well-reviewed Elvis movie. <laughs> Somebody playing Elvis. That's like, yes, like that's it's going to win. I didn't even see the movie. Yeah, Impersonation. Didn't see the win. movie. Didn't see the movie. I can tell you he's gonna win. That's just what happens. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just about. One one friend saying to the other, "I don't want to be friends anymore." And then stubbornness and there's there's a lot of stuff going on. Everybody is just so good in it, and uh, it's it's very they, funny. They do so much with such a tiny story. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, really, they really, do. really good. Yeah, great movie. Um, and the way that it just yeah. keeps escalating and like really great donkey work. Great, donkey. a lot of donkeys in yeah. movies this year. Great, definitely the best animal performance i saw great mm. great donkey work jenny. jenny the donkey and barry kagan like someone who i've never really had any particularly strong feelings for in any way really really good really oh really is funny. that the uh yeah. the new joker barry kagan oh, yes yeah yeah mm-hmm. fortunately un- un- unfortunately probably but i mean that, yeah. they're doing that character yet again <laughs> but yeah i really enjoyed this one it's uh, my number nine yeah, it was excellent. Very funny, and then so sad at the end. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so sad at the end. But um, Crushing. This is my number seven. Is Tom Hanks uh, getting nominated? No. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> he might. He might. Oh, my I God. I hope so. He, he definitely won't. No, he definitely won't. But that would be... <laughs> That would be fun if he did. <laughs> I didn't even see it. I've just, I just, yeah. The moment where he turns to the camera when he's like, he's white. Like it, it oh, it's yeah. the most insane thing I've ever seen. That's <laughs> a big I was internet. dying of laughter. It's a big, yeah. it was a big internet. When thing. I saw that, I, I could not, I actually rewinded that like in, cause I tested it at my theater and I rewinded it. So I had to see it's, it it's, it's true. It's, it's truly ridiculous. Yeah. It's truly yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> I gotta see. I gotta see the Elvis movie. I still haven't seen it. I gotta watch it. Um, yeah, it's on my list. It's fucked up. It's like you should you should watch it. I, I want spe- to. True spectacle. Leslie just was it's not there, like so, amazing. Leslie just has great, no interest at all. Great, so I gotta find time on my own to watch it. <laughs> yeah. There's some great stuff in it. Like it's not like as a whole like incredible, but there is a lot of really. I mean, he's 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 kind of crazy anyway, Boz Lerman. But yeah. yeah, I met his son. I met Boz's son. So. I always got to show support to my good friends. Got to show your support to your father. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my number three. Uh, my number three, really, really enjoyed watching this. Saw this in the theater. This is The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. It's going at number three for Ooh. me. Yeah. Uh, fantastic movie. Um, me and Leslie were on like a mini Nick Cage kick earlier in the year. We watched a few of his flicks. And this one was included and it was perfect because it was just, it was a celebration of his career, really. I mean, that's what this movie is. It's celebrating him and his, and his very good and very ridiculous and insane career. Like it's, it's so funny, um, wildly creative. Yeah. He, uh, for those that don't know this movie, Nick Cage plays himself, 
but it's fiction. It's a fictional story though. Basically he's facing like financial ruin and that's real. He's got, maybe that's real. And he's, uh, yeah, that's real. he accepts a $1 million offer to attend the birthday of a super fan, Pedro Pascal. But then what ensues with the super fan is what the movie's about. And it's, it's very fun. It's hilarious. Uh, solid action movie as well. Tiffany Haddish is in there. She's very funny. Um, and yeah, he, it's like, it's like, it's all references to like his career inevitably cause he's playing himself and the super fan of Nick Cage has like these shrines and things to him referencing like his older movies, like, like face off and probably Con Air. I think a handful of others. Um, on well, like the, he like talks to the younger version of himself, which is basically like him from oh, yeah. lost highway. I forgot about Yeah. Or sorry. Wild at heart, <laughs> which is really, really hilarious. Yes. Um, yeah. It's him going through kind of, you know, kind of crisis in his career and you know, him dealing with like struggling with like certain, like family stuff too. And it's, and Nick Cage is all in as he always is. What I didn't know is like, it's like the only other thing this director has done was uh, that stupid um, rom-com with Zac Efron. Um, that awkward moment. <laughs> That's the other thing this, di- oh, wow. this writer director oh, wow. has done is that movie. Well, at least on Rotten Tomatoes. I haven't pulled up the full IMDb. Maybe there's other credits, but that's like one of the other things that he's directed. Uh, you know, that movie just is so stupid. Um, but this was good. I really enjoyed it. It was always going to be highly ranked for me. Um, quality comedy. And I feel like you guys maybe disagree. I feel like comedies in general, I just don't laugh as hard watching so many like movies and comedies anymore. This was a very good comedy. Um, There's also just not as many. Yeah, right. Just, I feel like comedies is just, just struggle like for a number of years at this point. I don't. Dave, you disagree? I just feel like comedies are. No, I agree. Like Brandon said, there's not as many comedies out there. And there were several movies from this year that were funny that I loved. But I wouldn't say that they were strictly comedies. Right. I mean, there's there's comedic movies that have been that are very that are very good. There's comedic movies that are very good. Like Banshees, but, I'd say. It's not sure, it's not okay. like comedy. You good would example. Say, but yeah. I laughed a lot during that movie. Just like straight comedy is just like barely a thing, and it's just not like I don't I, know. I, feel, I really yeah. truly think that this it has a lot to do with Marvel. That like everything has become like ironic and quippy and that's just like the influence where they're like oh we can have this in these movies so we we don't need to lose money on these other type of movies right Uh, i really do think that that's a big part of it yeah and what's the biggest comedy this year i don't even know like just like financially like uh yeah i don't know did this movie do well bros did (laughs) terror bros did really bros did bad yeah yeah dan i had a I had a really hard time ranking this movie. This is in the like stretch 49 through 61 where I'm like, I don't know. Like, I, like I'm like, I enjoyed it a lot and like had a lot of fun. Uh, but like it hard just to like compare it. Uh, to- yeah, no, that's fine. I, you know, this goes into me just not seeing that many movies you know, as, as, as many movies as you guys. So, but I'm going to rank this one high just because of the level of enjoyment I had, like leaving the theater. That's what I remember. And start to finish, I thought it was just a quality comedy slash action. I mean, that's like my favorite genre, really. If you combine both of those, I'm going to really have fun. So many of the top grossing comedy movies are animated. 
Oh, good point. Oh, yeah. yeah. They have Dog at number three, which I saw Dog, and yeah, dog? it's like a. It's not a comedy. Yeah, it's not a comedy. It? It's like I mean, it's like a buddy. It's like it. There's some funny, like like we're saying, there's some funny stuff in it, but it is. It's a lot more like sweet than it is a comedy. Not not a straight up a comedy. Yeah. No. Dog number sixty-seven. Um, uh, dog number. That was number three. Yeah, <laughs> dog number <laughs> seventy-two um, for me. Well, my number three, I thought was a great comedy, "Crimes of the Future." David Cronenberg. My second favorite, I'd call it comedy of the year, even though it was <laughs> way more of a body horror, uh, sci-fi, satire. It was a movie when I first saw it. No, when I first heard about it, I was excited. Then I saw the trailer and I was like, "Ugh, uh oh." This looks like it's not going to be good. It doesn't look like they have the effects right. But then I saw the movie and I warmed up to it as I was watching it. Actually, I watched it one night and fell asleep and then I had to rewatch it and finish, you know. So I'm glad I was able to do that because it, the movie, the way it, I guess, was intended to be, like, uh, looked at, caught up to me on that second, you know, quasi rewatch. Just a ridiculous. Mm-hmm and committed futuristic satire. It felt like kind of Paul Verhoeven to me where the acting was like off on purpose. Mm -hmm. And like, I think the CGI is kind of bad. I don't know if Brandon, you thought this too. The CGI felt like it wasn't exactly what he would have wanted, but it was the best they could do with the budget they had. And just because they like kind of leaned into like the ridiculousness of the of the content, it, it worked for me. It was like mm-hmm. almost in a David Lynch way. Like, is it supposed to be I, bad or not? I'm not sure. Exactly. But like, I I'm into it. Oh my god. Dan, you know this movie at all? I just pulled it up. I no, I, didn't, I never saw it. David I, yeah. Cronenberg movie, and it feels yeah. like a, you know a classic Cronenberg film. Yeah, even just like I have like this just trailer on mute. It just it looks like something from. 30 years ago. Like, yeah, yeah. It feels like <laughs> yes. um, almost like uh, yeah. starship troopers or like yeah. that kind of like effects. I definitely, I need, I want to see this. I'm like, I, you would, you yeah. would enjoy should, this. I should. think yeah. I want to see this. Yeah. It's about like, um, the new art in this society is like surgery. So Vigo Morrison, he uses his body as like an art canvas. Yeah. So his partner played by Leah Sadu is like, tattooing his organs or they create new organs and they show it to this crowd. It's just so bizarre. But <laughs> like Viggo Morrison like plays like this guy who's sick and he's just constantly yeah. like clearing his throat the whole <laughs> film. He could just throw like every other line. He's like <clears throat> <clears throat> and then he says his line. It's it's so fucking funny. Dude, even this poster looks like it's from the early 90s. Like, this is yeah, so funny. Yeah, it's not of this era. And he wrote it, like, a long time ago. Yeah, I this how feels long like, ago. Yeah, like, like, tot- like Total feels, Recall or something. Like Yeah, <laughs> it totally feels of, like, the <laughs> 90s or, like, even, like, early 2000s. But, like, uh, I would love this. Yeah, I need, I, need, I need to watch this, yeah. The other reason it feels like a satire, like you're saying, like, with Verhoeven, is that it's, like, it makes the, like, environmentalists the bad guys. Oh, that's right. that's great. <laughs> How's uh, Kristen's Kristen Stewart? Yeah, Kristen Stewart. I also want to shout her out because she's yes. also hilarious in this movie. Yeah, she's like really, really leaning into the whispering voice she does, and like the really breathy like thing she's known for. Yeah, Dan, you would get a kick out of this. Yeah, because because like I go back and forth on whether or not I like Kristen Stewart. So she's that's great. good to hear. I think she's great. Yeah, 
this probably should have been my number four. Like that's where it should be instead of Eternal Daughter, just because it's. I think it's like a a, a really great movie too. But so I'm. It's my number. It's my number uh, eight at the moment. But it it probably should be higher. I love this movie so much, and the score, Howard Shore, Howard Shore score. Oh yeah, great score as well. I haven't seen many Cronenberg like at all. I think I've only seen. Is he, he he did the fly? Yeah, I think I think I've only seen that. There's so many. Check out Dead Ringers. All right, hmm. still haven't heard yet. The one that I knocked out of my top five. Oh no, oh no. Um, my number two. Uh, so so here we go. I'm making my decision of what is one and what is two, but uh, my number two is the decision to say decision to leave. A movie that I accidentally saw with Dave. <laughs> yeah. Another Philly Film Fest movie. Dan, did we tell you to watch this? I can't remember. No, I don't know what this is. So this is a new movie by Park Chan Wook, who did Old Boy. Okay. Wow. Dave, I'm interested to talk to you about it since we, because like afterwards when we were talking about it outside, like we were all like, like overwhelmed because like there's just so much in this movie. So it's these, yeah. it's a detective and he, the suspect of this murder is this woman and it's like a romance between the two of them. And it's, it's like very like surreal at moments. Like there'll be times where uh, he's in the room or he's like watching outside, like trailing her but then not. And so like, you don't really know like what is happening. What's a flashback. It was very overwhelming. My biggest takeaway after like watching it again and thinking about it, Dave, and this is what I'm interested to hear your take on was like in the moment, I thought it looked incredible. And I was, I was like, this is beautiful looking, but the wildness and creativity of some of the shots and how they did it didn't even, it didn't even come across my mind that what we're watching is literally impossible. Like there are these shots with the, the camera is like staring at a mirror and you're seeing the reflection, but there's no camera. And like, I love the movie even more than I did when I saw it the first time, because like it wasn't distracting. Like I was just like, this is all looking incredible, but nothing like triggered in my brain. Like this is not possible. <laughs> like, which is something that a lot of movies do when they try to do those like very, you know, like, Mm-hmm. cinematic things to be like oh look at this isn't this fancy it just because it played into the story really well and there were some obvious moments where you're like oh he's like superimposed in the room and all that type of stuff but yeah i i really love really really love this movie kept thinking every time i thought i thought i knew what it was about i didn't and then it like kept going so yeah dave what are your thoughts since we saw it uh yeah so i saw it again too and i think it cleared up some things for me the thing I love about this movie is that it's intentionally playing with you in many ways. I think it works as a mystery because it's confusing. It's like genuinely <laughs> confusing. And like as an American, you know, viewer, you're watching it with subtitles. That's one obvious obstacle. So much stuff's going on in a story, you might like not pick up on everything the first time around. But inside the movie, it's a Korean detective who's investigating a Chinese immigrant. And her Korean's not perfect, so she's constantly like talking to him through like a, a translator, like a like a app on her phone. And there's a, a loss of translation between the two of them, but they still like th- they have this romance, and clearly things are like not being perfectly communicated between the two of them. 
and that's a big part of the story. But I think that yeah, the way that that impacts it the just story feels like the theme crazy. of the, the the theme of the movie is miscommunication and misinterpretation of language and uh, intention. I guess that's a big big chunk of it. Yeah, like I, mm-hmm. I don't know, I have nothing else really else to add. It's I think he's intentionally messing with you, but I want to say that it works as a mystery for me. Works as a romance. It's pretty sexy at points, Dan. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It it is really funny. Like, yes, there, there was a lot of. Good... It works as a comedy too, Dan. I, did Brandon tell you the story? I also saw it at the Philadelphia Film oh, Brandon, Festival. Oh, Brandon told me this, but like not with him. <laughs> we didn't plan to see it together. I went with Lucy. Lucy like ended up sitting right next to Brandon, <laughs> yeah. and I was in the bathroom and I came into the theater to like look for Lucy. Lucy was sitting right next to Brandon. I was like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> I, I thought maybe Brandon could have been there, but I, I didn't like, we didn't purposely link up, but then we ended up watching the movie together, which was a fun element. And yeah. then I saw another friend that I used to work with at the theater, Anna Hill. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And she was there too. So like the five of us at the end of the movie, Gerard, our friend was there as well with Brandon. We had this nice post-movie discussion about it, but it was like a fun, <laughs> awesome, accidental screening with a... Yeah. So it's but, it's not really a top five. It's it's because of the experience, which enhanced it. I, I get it. No, I'm going that it. experience did help because it was a pretty packed theater, and they were really responding to the movie, like with the yeah. comedy, and like it was fun to watch it with a huge audience. I had a few drinks beforehand, so I was like in like a revved up moment or mindset. So it's my number two as well. Um, oh wow! It was my second most anticipated, or one of my two most anticipated films of the year, and it delivered for me. So, yeah, I loved it. So, yeah, a little long, Dan, but it's really good. No, I would probably really like this. Yeah, kind of listening to you guys, reading a little bit uh, here. Awesome. All right, that will be added to my my wish list, my watch list. Oh, I wanted to say I I did not see the Nick Cage movie. That was like probably my top movie I didn't get to see. Oh yeah, you you. You would definitely enjoy it, Dave. I mean, yeah. it's so fun. It's so funny. Pedro Pascal is hilarious. He's very good in like his role in the movie. It's great. All right. Uh, number two for me. Curious to see where you put this, Brandon. This movie ruled. Bruno was telling me to watch this movie for like months, and I finally did. Okay, I was I like, think, I think this is the one I was waiting for. This is RRR. Yeah. RRR. Rules, rules, rules. Yeah. <laughs> um, God, what? What a ride, man. It's um so it's Indian movie but specifically t- Telugu, Telugu language within Indian cinema. Like it's not Bollywood, it's a Telugu. Tollywood. Tollywood. Tollywood, yes, that's the term. I never thought I would see so much head um Guy riding on top of another guy for long periods of time, and what, what, what's what's the, is there a term in a fight um, scene? Piggyback, like or like yeah, yeah, but it's not um, piggyback. Why am I? Is there a word for this when you ride like not a piggyback ride, but a uh, like a neck, like a shoulder? When the yeah, when the thighs are around the <laughs> neck, I don't know what thing. I don't know what that's and you called. team up together, and it creates yeah. this ultimate fighting machine, like it's very, ability, uh, <laughs> like um, Banjo Kazooie or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like the style of this movie, this is like nothing I've ever seen. I'm sure there's pr- probably within Indian cinema, you, you see things like this. Maybe I'm just, I have no familiarity, no experience there. This blew me away. I think it's the most expensive Indian film ever. I was reading that. I'm pretty sure it is. Oh, wow. Um, like, like to make, God, there's so much with this movie. So it's incredible action and like fighting sequences. It's also a musical and the musical yeah. numbers are <laughs> <Yeah>. incredible. <laughs> 
the musical number yes. in the middle of this movie rules. It's like one of my, it's maybe it's probably my favorite scene of yeah. any movie I've seen this year, maybe in the last like five years. It's up there. That scene is so fantastic. A dance off with de- defeating the British Raj with a dance battle. A dance battle. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So it takes. Yeah, it's 1920s is when it takes place. To keep it very simple of what the movie's about, it's just like the Indian people are uprising against the British, trying to fight back. Uh, but it's think, so much more think than that. The Departed. Um, it's it's the it's the Departed where they're each undercover. Correct. Correct. Except they right. become friends. That's the only difference is that they become best friends. Oh yeah, God, yeah. The story is so good. <laughs> um, and yeah, the movie's set up. It's divided into three segments. It's R R R. Um, yeah. They stand for something. Which was your favorite a- one? Mine was R. I liked R the most. <laughs> I think the, R. The R part I don't know. Was my I don't know. Part. I think R was better than You're more of an R guy? I'm more of an R guy. Uh, oh my god. The part where the part where he's dangling and they and he's holding him with the like the rope in between their hands and then it turns into like an animated version of that first. <laughs> yeah, so like, good. <laughs> is that when the theme song kicks in? Or oh, no? The I theme th- song. Yeah. Cause the theme song oh, starts yeah. when they like they save the boy from the fire. Right. From the fire. And this is like 50 minutes into the movie. Like they play this epic pop song with lyrics about yeah. what's going to happen in this movie. Like they're the best of friends, but will they betray each other? Oh my God. So I was going to say on that specific note. So Dan, how did you watch it? Like what audio and subtitles did you do? I don't think I did dubbing. You, did, you didn't do the dubbing. Uh, no, I think I did you subtitles. Did the... Yeah, the dubbing okay. was bad. I've seen it now three times and did a different version <laughs> okay. every t- I did a different version every time. The dubbed version is really hilarious because again of translation stuff. And yeah, the translations of the lyrics are hilarious every time. <laughs> like the translations are like it's like this epic moment, like, will they be friends in the end? <laughs> yeah. Like all this type of stuff. Well, also, the, did you? I mean, you obviously noticed this. I watched it at first with the dubbing, and then I had to change it because I also had the subtitles, and the subtitles did not match with match. the English dub. Right. And also, I just, I just didn't like the Engl- English dub at all. It, it sounded too silly. It could easily be my favorite movie of the year. It really could easily be my favorite movie of the year. Like, uh, it was so fantastic. The first fight scene when he, when. He's in the crowd and he fights off the entire. Yeah, crowd. the opening. Oh yeah. my god! Like, the yeah. opening is like, at, is out of control. I mean, all of it. All of it is. It's, it's just so huge. It's 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 fun watching just like a giant movie. They're yeah, the, they're the best dancers I've ever seen. The great dancers too. Yeah, they're so <laughs> talented. Like the just, actors are so talented. They're so they can talented. Dance. Yeah, like, sing, act pretty well. Oh, do man. good fighting scenes. I will say that I don't think I like was roped in until I'd say after it, the first dance sequence, like maybe 40 minutes. It's very in, long, but it's, a, it's, then it's I was so long. <laughs> yeah. Before that, I thought the acting was questionable and maybe it would be funny in a bad way. But towards the end, I was like, I, I'm so excited to see how this ends. I was like, I know my I, heart was like on fire for the story. It was the so, prison, it was such the an prison breakout. The prison breakout is unbelievable. The prison breakout where yeah. he's on his shoulder. Yeah. They team up together. Oh, oh yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's that so whole sequence. <laughs> that that scene and then the musical number. Yeah, those are like the two. Oh, man. And even the end musical number. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Like, I love that. Oh, yeah. Yes. With the director in it. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the one that I, <laughs> that I like swapped last minute for After Yang. 
because I, I had a feeling Dan was going to have it uh, up there. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Friend of the show, friend of ours, Bruno, he was very early on this. He was one of the first people I talked to that saw this, like, right when it was released on Netflix, before people started talking about it. He was, I got to give him credit. He was very early on this movie. It exceeded expectations. Like, what, what a ride this was. Leslie, Leslie didn't watch it. I watched it by myself, and I was like, Leslie, you need to watch this movie. This is, like, the craziest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. You know, it's just relentless excitement. But it's my number eight. I put it as in my top ten. Awesome. Cool. Not my top five. Best action film I saw this year, by far. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So D- Dave already also then mentioned decision to leave. Might be the first time we- there's been an exact match. That's pretty cool. Uh, then my number one is of course James Cameron's Lydia Tar. Lydia Tar, The Way of Water. <laughs> so good. I was gonna make that joke too. I'm happy you made that joke. I was gonna make that joke as well. Yeah. I I, I was nervous going into this movie. Cause like I I always say that like I have a hard time with like movies about musicians and like the glorifying and, and everything and like this literally did everything that I wish this this movie rules I I, I and the best punchline ending of a movie like so funny oh yeah yeah so funny and it really just like puts the whole thing into context of everything so far it's the best movie about cancel culture. And the way that it handles it, it, there's just so much about, there's just so much about it. Obviously, and Kate Blanchett's another one that, well, she, she definitely has more of a, like, you know, one of the great actresses hype. Like she's always is, but she's always been someone that I've never like, I've always like loved her and stuff, but never like, like as maybe passionately as other people with her. Uh, Cause she's just always like pretty good. And she always felt like she got stuck in the Catherine Hepburn vibes ever since the aviator (laughs) like everything was always like pretty similar to that uh but this she's she's so good in and um i love all the like the scenes that people are wondering like oh is this like a ghost story yeah Uh, and all that you know like there's a lot there's a lot of cool there's a lot of little things that yeah a lot of little things like the metronome and the screaming it's uh, to me all the hype is deserved I, i really really love this movie um, and it feels right now at number one. When I saw it, I said, this is going to be Brandon's number one. It's like one of the most <laughs> Brandon films I've ever seen in my life. It was great. Yeah. But I thought like the, like the element of like her being a conductor and that, and the music school element, I was like, this will speak to Brandon so much. Uh, so yeah, I, I was expecting. And this because it be shows one. that it's, it shows the like bad side of it and the like, yeah. Also, the conductor is such a unique position in music, and so I really like that. I love the the score. Like this is Hildur. I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but she's done a lot of great scores. The score of this is incredible because you never actually hear the finished piece in the movie, and so like hearing how that all builds up, and then like when you listen to the score separately, you do actually hear it because like we get to kind of know how it, how it plays out. And, and yeah, just the whole scene with her and the student, you know, with the cancel culture and Bach and, and all that, mm-hmm. just the way that the way that it, it plays out is it, it was such a good, it was such a good take on, on all of that. Tar was my number six. Nice. Tar was great. I just watched it, uh, like maybe yesterday, two days ago. Um, yeah, yeah, ju- yeah. Just watched it. Um, 
the movie starts and it's the most insufferable pretentious dialogue like I've ever heard it, like in, in you know, cuz you know I don't watch movies like this ever and I remember going to Leslie and remember, well no I remember thinking to myself like if this is the whole movie like I I I can't I can't take it with like I'm not going to be able to watch <laughs> this like I'm going to get so pissed off and annoyed with like like I don't, I don't barely I barely understand what, what they're talking about right then yeah. then the movie opens up then you understand what the movie's really about and then it's like okay yeah. just thank god this is amazing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like this is this is so good. This is a, finally a little accessible now. Like it's very relatable now. Like this is um you know to what's going on and you know in the world right now and yeah, god, the ending. Yeah, one of the best endings. And I got for sure. Did not it's see that such a good ending. Yeah. And, and, I, and I didn't even even like leading up to what was happening at the very yeah. end. I didn't know that's what was going on. Like it was so good. I didn't want this to I like I wanted to like it, but I was like Oh, it's gonna be so obvious, but I, I just can't. I can't resist it. It's I got. I got to speak. No, true it's to really myself. good. I. It's great. I probably shouldn't put Top Gun ahead of it, but I did. <laughs> but Top Gun speaks to you a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kind of like what Brandon said. Like I'm not a huge Kate Blanchett fan. Sometimes she feels too much like a she's playing a character or something. Like that. I get that too. It, maybe it's unfair, but she's like too good or something. <laughs> yeah, like she's too good, too confident that it's like it doesn't feel real. But it works so well for this part. Yes. Because she's supposed to be fake. I hope she wins, assuming she gets nominated for stuff. I hope she yeah. wins. She ruled. It was so I good. Think she's, I think she's like the heavy favorite. Okay. This was my number 10. Awesome movie. What's your number one, Dan? That was your number one, Brandon. Um, yep. My number one the whole year. Maybe it should be RRR, honestly. But really, <laughs> my, what's main t- what stayed my number one the whole year is Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, oh. yeah, this I movie. thought it was going to be, uh, something else. What? Avatar? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish. I, I was wish. like hoping to talk t- about, uh, Avatar. We, 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 can, we can still talk about it. <laughs> Avatar was, uh, number 11, uh, for me, the way of water. That's one of the ones I have not seen. Oh, wow. Okay. Gotta see it. It's definitely better than the first one. Uh, oh, is it? I, I haven't so. seen the first one. I, I think so. Anyway, um, no, it's everything, everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, one of the most unique ex- experiences watching a movie ever that I've ever seen. Acting is fantastic. It's a great take on this multiverse trend, I guess, <laughs> that we're seeing yeah. in, in movies and stuff and in culture. Um, yeah, and it's about saving the world. Like, uh, I, I think I, I need to watch it again, but it's, I just remember, you know, leaving that movie being like, yeah, that was incredible. That was, that was amazing. Yeah. You kind of just got, if you haven't seen it, you kind of just got to see it. Hard to explain, really. It's just, it's a multiverse thing. It starts in a laundromat and it, and it just gets so much bigger. It's um, the guy who is uh, from the Goonies and who's short round in Indiana Jones. It's his big comeback, big movie for him. I, I assume it's a comeback for him. I mean, I, I feel like he was kind of yes, portrayed that was, way. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis is in there also. <laughs> Yeah, great movie. My favorite movie uh, of the year. Pretty easily, I think. Uh, except for RRR. It's tough. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, another uh, like kind of action comedy. Exactly. Yeah. It's everything I love. Yeah. Parent-child di- dynamic. Yep. Immigrant yep. parent, too. Mm-hmm. It's like there's a lot of like interesting things they tackle. And yeah, it was, it was definitely very unique. I've had a hard time ranking this one, too. It kind of switches in and out. Right now, it's my number 13. But that's still really, really good. 
It was my number 18. The things I love about the film were some of my favorite of the year. There was a couple of things that bothered me. There was one actor that I just didn't really like the character. Is it Jamie Lee Curtis? No, it was the daughter. I thought Uh-oh. the character was annoying as hell. But I thought she, the actress herself did a great job. She No fault to her. I just like didn't like the way the character was written at all. That felt very Marvel to me. Like the cynical, like above it all. I don't know. Sure. But I loved Michelle Yeoh. I loved the father. And yeah. They, they, they were amazing. The fight sequences were incredible. Oh, there's a piggyback ride. Yeah scene in, in this, this movie too, too. this is yeah. a piggyback thing yes <laughs> big year for a piggyback ride shoulder yeah. back I, I don't I does it feel like there's a name for that it's not piggyback it's on the shoulder yeah, Michelle Yeoh <laughs> like she's been working and been great for so long and it's so it's obviously it's it's great to have her at the front <coughs> of a of a movie like this awesome so that's your number one Dan that's my number one. Dave your number one uh, my number one is Triangle of Sadness Ruben Ostland oh, yeah. movie. Dan, did you see this? No. You would like this. This is the hardest I laughed. I saw it twice. <laughs> laughed even more and harder. And I wish I saw it three times for the triangle effect. But like, so this was my most anticipated film of the year. When I saw that this was coming out, I loved uh, Force Majeure, one of my favorite movies of all time. And uh, so I was looking forward to this. It delivered for me personally. I know like, a bit of a divisive divisive film. Some people think it's a little too cynical. The 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 message is kind of cheap, but I loved it. I thought it was perfectly cast. So oh, I love Dan, this. Love have this you cast. heard of this? No, I gotta watch this. I have no idea what this is. The general thing is that there's like this model couple who get to go on a cruise, a luxury cruise for free because they're um, influencers. influencers. Okay. And I don't want to spoil too much more, but the, the cruise ends up something crazy happens on the cruise. And it's just like a lot of mishaps, a lot of disgusting things happen. And like that was when I was dying, too. Yeah. The whole movie to me was was hilarious. Like there's like three specific acts. The first act I loved with um, the two models, Harris Dickinson and Charlie Blee Dean. Harris Dickinson, who's in a lot of movies I saw this year, the first time I ever saw him was this year, but he was, he kept coming up. But he didn't really make an impression on me until I saw this movie. Like, this is the movie where I was like, this guy is actually good. He was like really good in this part as the, like the male model. And um, Woody Harrelson's also in it as the drunk American yacht captain. It kind of has a below deck feel to it. To it has a very below oh, deck man. vibe. Wow. Yeah. Like specifically the like the head of the crew. Yes. Woman. Awesome. Yeah. And then um, the third act is awesome as well. <laughs> and there's a there's an actress named Dala De Leon who like gets a shine in, the, in that third part. I don't want to spoil anything for you, Dan, because like I know you would really yeah. like it, but Can't also w- great song selection selections. They play. uh New Metals, The Refused, <laughs> who we talked about with New Dave. <laughs> Their song, um, The New Noise, plays like at a very pivotal point in the film. Some MIA, among other great tracks. Uh, it's good looking, great acting, great story. I loved it. Yeah. This, this is the most recent watch that skyrocketed to my top 10. So right now it's my top 10 because I just, I literally watched it like two nights ago. 
or whatever it was. And it's definitely going to go up for me. Like, you know, just even on initial reaction, just after having, you know, weeks and stuff to sit on some of these other ones. But it, it's so, it's so funny. It's really good. It won the Palm d'Or this oh, year. Oh, right. Yeah. I know Dan will love it because of the below deck. He'll love it. Uh, connection. Yeah. I don't know about this at all. Cool. I'll, uh, I will provide some, the ones you guys listed in your top five that I didn't know about. I'll give that list to Leslie to add to our watch list of movies. We're trying to, trying to go through some movies right now. It's a team effort, but, um, do you guys want to list your, I guess not the whole thing, maybe the top 10 other movies we haven't talked about. Yeah. And then recap your top five when you do that. So yeah, my number five was after Yang. My number four was The Eternal Daughter. Three, Banshees of Inisharan. Two, Decision to Leave. Number one, Tar. Uh, my number six then was RRR. Number seven, uh, The Northman, which was which probably could have also been a lot higher. Oh, yeah. I, that's Great movie. I, need yeah. To, I haven't seen it. I need to see it. Yeah. Um, eight, Crimes of the Future. We talked about that. Number nine, Armageddon Time. Another one that I think could also creep up. I really love oh, that movie. Yeah. And then triangle of sadness that rounds up my top 10 dan you want to read out the rest yeah. of your top 10 number one everything everywhere all at once two rrr three the unbearable weight of massive talent four dr strange in the multiverse of madness five top gun maverick <laughs> six tar seven bullet train just saw it really liked it really enjoyed bullet train very fun gets very silly fun. like towards the end it's like okay but <laughs> it's like my kind of movie the, the whole style eight um eight i'm putting i'm putting ambulance at eight ambulance i love hell as well. yeah. Yeah. okay hell i'm yeah. glad you guys are with me ambulance was sick yeah that was my number 17 uh, michael bay oh man yeah what a movie I, and i love gyllenhaal uh i'm glad you guys are with me i thought maybe i ranked that one too high it, it was awesome. that wasn't my top 10 for a while but then at the end of the year yeah things started knocking it out but ambulance yeah. was sick um michael bay is i don't have it high enough i gotta <laughs> i gotta put it higher as much of a prick and like notorious asshole as michael bay is he makes great action movies with great he explosions delivered. he delivers yeah. man it's good uh, Hall, love Hall. nine is was banshees for me the banshees of inishirin 10 i put glass onion knives out mystery pretty fun fun movie glass onion um, not as good as the first one, not as good as knives out, but, but yeah, the first very one enjoyable. Was way better. Um, yeah, it was, yeah, like slightly disappointing this, this movie. Cause it was a lot of hype, but it was good. I enjoyed it. It's my number 10. It's fun. I actually kind of think in the end, it's going to make, it's going to be better for it to keep going that it wasn't better of a movie. Cause then it kind of resets the expectation. And now it's just going to be like every couple of years, we just get a bunch of actors doing True. all these true i'm definitely in for future movies like this i it's very fun always enjoyable um I'm, yeah i'm happy for daniel craig because he clearly yes. enjoys it way more than bond yes <laughs> yeah uh he's so good you can see it that was another fun uh festival thing i got to see that premiere with and then ryan johnson was there to like do a q a after that too that was that was a lot of fun all right my number one was triangle of sadness Two, Decision to Leave. Three, Crimes of the Future. Four, Petit Maman. Uh, five, Nope. Six, Bones and All with uh, Timothy. Love, love that movie. And I think, Dan, you would like that My too. number 12. I saw it. it. Did you like it? Uh, lower. It was a little lower for me. A little bit yeah. lower? Okay. I, I, really, yeah. I really liked it a lot. Yeah, I love the vibe of it. Um, Banshees of Inisherin. 
number seven, RRR, eight, nine after sun, which I think, Dan, mm-hmm. did you see that? No, I don't know what that is. Another kind of a parent-child relationship film. It was good. It was way better than I thought it would be. Hmm. Um, ten, tar, for the alliteration. Ten, tar. I, uh, I will read my my bottom five real quick. Oh, yeah. Coming in at 88, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, look what they've done to my friend Leatherface. Was it a uh, remake 80... or a sequel? It's, it's like a reboot. It's just <laughs> they dropped the the. It's just Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay, it's, okay. It's no no camp whatsoever. It's just more of the like, zombie-esque type ah, okay. stuff. Uh, 89, uh, it's Morbin Time. Um <laughs> Morbius. Uh, I didn't watch it. I'm not going. It's to. really, it's really, honestly, it, it's not. The, no, who am, who am I kidding? People. I'm going to watch it eventually. But uh, like, <laughs> uh, number ninety, number ninety, the Zemeckis Pinocchio, and uh, the the Del Toro one is incredible. It's beautiful. It's like an incredible movie. Oh, the, the Tom um, Hanks, Tom Hanks Pinocchio. It's the bad it's one. So yeah, bad. Saying, it's really? so so bad. I like forgot. The I feel like everybody sh- forgot that that came out. Like that came out. Uh, okay. You guys hate the Zemeckis. biggest shock. Both of you guys hate Zemeckis so much. No, no, actually, I, like Zeme- I don't. I, I like Zemeckis. We've talked about this. You guys don't like Back to the Future. You don't like Forrest Gump. No, I don't. No, that's no. not true. There's nothing left. No, well, he's speaking right for me. No. I think Back to the Future is overrated. I think Forrest Gump's mid. But Polar Express, I saw the full film this year. I loved that. That was twisted. I was really into that. So I'm a Zemeckis guy sometimes. And Death Becomes Her is one of my favorite movies ever and i love contact all right so it's mostly dave and polar <laughs> express and polar express um so now the biggest shock this is the biggest shock of the year i okay. said i was never going to watch this movie and it's not my least favorite of the year it's my second to least favorite i didn't oh. even see the second Whoa. one but jurassic world dominion oh man i, I did, watched it dude i did not bother because the second one was so bad it, is, it was so bad the second one was it so bad so, this movie is so bad. I thought it ended, and then there was another half hour, and I was like, "Fuck!" It's so funny you watch it. But <laughs> at least, at least, it functioned as a movie where I can kind of tell you what happened, because the movie that is the worst movie I saw, where as I was happening, I had to kept pausing and reading the Wikipedia page, was Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them: The Secrets <laughs> of Dumbledore. It is so, so bad. Wow. It is so bad. I can't believe you even bothered with these. These are like movies I yeah, would watch. That's so funny. <laughs> these are movies I would I watch really and I didn't bother this, this year because I knew there'd just be shit. Yeah. I, that one I wanted to watch because of just, I think it's so fascinating the whole thing of like, they fucked up so bad that they had Colin Farrell and they they made him turn into Johnny Depp at the end of the first movie, which then made it be Johnny Depp, but then they had to fire him. So then he became Mads Mikkelsen. So it's like three different actors playing the villain, like across these movies. It's like, they like reverse engineered like that. This guy is like a doctor who, where he could just keep changing. Like it's so fucked up. So anyway, that was my bottom. Okay. My worst is uh, the lost city. I saw the lost city. Oh, I have that much higher. I love that movie. No, come on. Love. <laughs> you love this movie? I mean, it's 60, 63. This is in my list of things where it's, it's like, like, I love that they just made this movie. It's like, I, it I just It started off kind of funny, and then it was just terrible. <laughs> the second half of it was terrible. It's just not a good movie. I had a great time. I had a great time. I did not like the second half of the movie. <laughs> um, basically, once Brad Pitt's not there anymore, then the movie's like, I, I'm out. Like, I needed more Brad Pitt, Whoa, personally. Spoiler. Um 
Uh, yeah, this is my least favorite. It wasn't good. Uh, second to last, although I did like it, was Hustle, the Adam Sandler basketball movie. I saw Hustle. Uh, Bones and All, Prey. Prey was pretty good. The Hulu. Love Prey. Prey. Yeah, Prey, Love Prey, was, Prey good. was good. The uh, Predator se- uh, Prey. like prequel. Um, the Nope. My, my uh, least favorite movies were uh, 82 Moonfall. Did you guys see that? No. Mm-mm. It looked terrible. It was like not even like a fun bad movie. I wish I was hoping, obviously. Yeah. It was just bad, bad. It looked terrible. Mothering Sunday, number 83. Just stupid British drama. Fuck it. Number 84, Where the Crawdads Sing. Just horrible. <laughs> but my boy Harris Dickinson is in it. 85, The Noel D- Diary. Netflix Christmas movie. <laughs> Sucks. Why? <laughs> Why? Why not? You're watching Hallmark movies? Uh, Falling for Christmas was way better. Falling for Christmas, Lindsay Lohan was way better. That was uh, number <laughs> 77. Uh. And number 86, I think you saw this, Brandon. Cha-Cha Real Smooth. I hated that oh, movie. Oh, yeah. I liked that movie. So much. I hated it. But couldn't stand the guy in it, the guy that directed it and wrote it and was the lead. But yeah, he's annoying. As, yeah, I, I that's kind of what I liked about it. <laughs> you liked that it was he was annoying. I like that he's willing to present himself that way. Yeah, I like. Yeah, I, but I the character's supposed to be the opposite. The character's supposed to be so charming. Well, see, but I think that yeah, I think I think yes, I think he's presenting it that way. But I think he knows that he's that it's not. I think that's that was my read on it. Interesting read. So I, feel like I the gave movie him a not. I did not get that from the movie at all. Anyway, I thought it was bad. Oh, and I did want to mention a couple of Dan and Brave-centric films that I saw this year. Oh, okay. Uh, Marry Me with J-Lo and Owen Wilson. I wanted to watch it. I wanted to watch it. <laughs> and Sarah Silverman as well, by the way, as the uh, the best friend. It wasn't good, but it was it was funny to see like, J-Lo pretend to be in love with Owen Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> and then The Father of the Bride starring like, right. yeah. Gloria Stefan. And Andy, uh, Andy Garcia, and- right? And Andy Garcia. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, I definitely cried a couple of times because it reminded me of my family, but it wasn't a great film at all. But <laughs> worth watching if you're on Dan and Bray Presents, one of the hosts. And the uh, ninth highest grossing movie of the year worldwide is Watergate Bridge. I don't know what that is. Watergate Bridge? <laughs> Never heard of that. Is that, is that real? It's the ninth highest grossing movie globally. <laughs> it's, a se- it's a sequel to The Battle at Lake Changjin. It's Chinese. Oh, is it foreign? Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. So I guess we have one more episode coming in our Sincerity series. This has been the TV and movie portion. Cinnamon host bunch. We didn't say that yet, but we are we were here and we are now leaving. Uh, I'm presenter Brandon. Can't wait to see Jen, what James Cameron does with Lydia Tarr next. Uh, presenter Danny, presenter number two. Um, very sincerely, um, thank you for listening. And this is presenter number three, Dave Cologne. We never said the decimal point for this series. Oh, Jesus. It 5.989. Oh, yeah, some shit like that. Yeah, Who it's, knows? It's a big decimal number. It's like a lot of digits. My, my, biggest, <laughs> my biggest movie bummer, I would say, was uh, I was attending to do Triple Pinocchio this year <laughs> with uh, Zemeckis Pinocchio, Del Toro Pinocchio, and Pauly Shore Pinocchio all in one day. And then Lucy got COVID, so we never ended up scheduling it out the way I wanted it to. So that was my biggest bummer going into this episode. Other than that, I'm looking forward to 
what the the album the albums of the year bring us. But I'm I'm looking forward to 2023. I'm already over these movies. I'm we got Megan yeah. coming up. Oh, a lot of big Megan's stuff. Megan's out already. 2023 is yeah. a lot of big big stuff coming. Uh, yeah, right? mainly Megan. So. You know, I want to say I'm probably the most excited for Oppenheimer in 2023, but I'd be lying to myself if I didn't say it wasn't the new Mission Impossible. I mean, come on. Mission Impossible. I mean, Mission come on. Impossible. Yeah, I mean, that's... And Barbie, right, Barbie? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's so many. Yeah. Um, yeah. New Scorsese. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right. Scorsese. All right. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Adios. 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 Adios.